Before the show begins, let me just jump into your ears. I hope it doesn't hurt because things in your ears, not a good idea. Oh, uh, you know, I was asked to talk to you guys about our membership at Patreon, but now all I'm thinking about is jumping around in ears and how that's just not okay. Um, Maybe they shouldn't have asked me to do an ad for you guys. Maybe they shouldn't have asked me to talk to you guys without supervision, but here we are. Uh, I do want to invite you over to Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemasins. We do some pretty cool stuff. For those of you who love our podcasts, for example, you have a dedicated podcast feed that has every single podcast on our little CinemaSins network, so to say. Uh, even the bonus episodes. And that all starts at just three bucks a month. So just imagine you have one feed where everything comes in. You can look down, see what it is, and click on play, including the bonus stuff. So anyway, patreon.com slash CinemaSins to get started boing 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 the person who gets voted off each week gets cooked in the next week's dish <laughs> oh my God. uh today we're having uh we're, ha- we're having a bourbon yeah. uh soaked in a little <laughs> bit of the pokey sauce welcome to behind the sins presented by cinema sins Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by G.U. Onathan Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> and Mommy. I can't believe we're already we're already referencing the outtakes. We're like yeah, twelve seconds in. That man. wasn't me. <laughs> I know. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things and inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we should address the fact that I just called the name Mommy. <laughs> these these names are through the perspective of uh, Danae's uh, beautiful daughter. So that's that's where that came from. You'll hear more of that in the outtakes. How's it going, guys? You having a good day? Or at least a good enough day to, to make it through this. <laughs> it's going to be a different kind of a show. I, I feel a little bit bad. I'm, I'm slightly concerned. But yeah. I hope that nobody can tell how tired we are. <laughs> it was just random that we're all just exhausted. Like, I mean, it was just, you know, just we had we had a night, I guess. Yeah. Not together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of us were out partying last night. You'll hear about <laughs> yeah. it in the outtakes. Yeah. We were, we were like, woo, Corona 2020. Drinking Coronas during Corona. It's very meta. Oh my God. That reminds me. My daughter is having a hard time saying the word granola. And so she's Mm. been asking for Rona. And the other day she's like, mom, I want the Rona. And I was like, what? What No, you don't. No, you don't. Take that sound bite. It it took me a second to figure it out. I I got it figured out. It's fine. Yeah. She has granola now. Everything's great. Nice. Nice. But that was uncomfortable. Speaking of audio, I was glad to hear your brother uh, fixed his audio situation. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be, he's going to be my beyond the sins today. Oh, Oh, fun. Very fun. Well, we will, we will certainly get to all that. Let's just skip to the end now, guys. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you know, Avatar, Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 comments, blah, 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 comments, keeping tabs, keeping tabs, blah, blah, blah. No, we we are we are here for you. We're going to do this thing no matter how we're feeling because number one, we know you're having a good time. And number two, despite how we feel may feel today, we actually have a good time doing this too. So maybe this will be a little uptick in all of our days. So let's get into the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? 
going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, uh, and how we felt about the shows, movies, music videos in general. Uh, we kick it off in the world of TV Sins, where we're on an Avatar run, uh, this time doing The Siege of the North Part 2. Why Part 2? Because we can. Uh, that, is the, <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer. The Siege of the North. The Siege of the North. What was that from? Uh, Game King of, of Thrones. King of the, the North. King of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we do a King of the North? Uh, no, well, they don't really talk about the Siege of the North in this. No, it's they just don't the name say of, it at all. Yeah, it's just the name of the episode. Um, so, yeah, this was a Dicer Watkins script. Uh, so, Jonathan and I wrote on this one. Jonathan, mm-hmm. how was your experience? Because you're not watching all of Avatar. You're just watching no, the, I, I, the ones I, we do. I, just, I don't understand what's going on. And so, I, I gave up pretty quickly. I made it like three <laughs> episodes in. No, I, I, I might watch it eventually. I might actually try to get my daughter to watch it with me if she if she wants to but um, i i it's enjoyable i'm sure there's it's it's a really cool world building kind of show that is a is a cool thing that i enjoy but i don't know um i thought it'd be kind of fun once i did the first one out of order i thought it'd be fun just to keep doing that because i think that kind of fits in with what the narrator would be like anyways sure sure. and in this case we did a freaking part two which I did watch the first part, but I watched it after I did a run through on the second part first mm-hmm. to see so I could be more confused. And uh, <laughs> that was exciting. But uh, this is probably my favorite episode I've watched so far. Oh, good. It was really, it was adventure was stuff packed, going wasn't on. it? Yeah. There yeah. was a lot happening. Yeah. It's fun to go into the, the comments and, and see people are confused as to whether or not the narrator is a fan of this show or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, because we definitely do have both kind of aspects there. We're, we're claiming ignorance at some parts and I, other parts we're winking at knowledge oh, and so that's yeah. one coming up never mind because i was just reminded of one where it's like not that i've seen it but uh, yeah. That, yeah. that hasn't happened yet <laughs> yeah that's that is in the future when we're doing these runs it's hard sometimes but it we, really is with the runs it, well you yeah. know i have on this show multiple times started talking about the wrong video in the run uh or even put it in the prep stuff like put the wrong one in the prep stuff it just happens because you're you know you're you're mm-hmm. on a run of the same show so yeah can we stop yeah. saying the runs <laughs> i just yeah all of a sudden nope. my stomach's bothering me nope. i don't know no nope. a little weird no nope. we, we've oh. got the avatar runs uh right now so <laughs> we're gonna the, the the last airbender uh yeah we're we're definitely doing some uh, some water and airbending is this the first time that i was a shadow i don't know danae was it i can't remember if i I don't know. I feel like it's one of the first times, if it's not the first. Yeah. For some that, reason, I want to say it's, I don't think it is, but I don't know when else it would have been. I feel like this maybe was my first time where I was really proud of myself as a shadow then at the very, very least. Yeah. It stands out to me because, you know, usually we had somebody from the A team kind of coming in and making sure that this B team mm-hmm. is keeping our shit together. <laughs> um, and I guess they kind of have given us a little bit more leeway. And so now we're policing ourselves. Well, because, it's, no, I was just saying, eventually it just got, I think it gets to the point where it's like, I have too much to do. You guys do what you got to do. You're on your own now. <laughs> I got other things going on over here. That's like parenting for real. It's like yeah. when the children begin to police each other. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> Very much yes. I only have one, so I'll never experience that. But Aaron, you've experienced that. I Yeah. Yes, I have. Uh, very much so. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't... I'm not sure if it was your your first time, but it was a good experience, apparently. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it's it's always nice when you kind of have a history with the content, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why we'll assign specific people to oversee scripts because they have more familiarity with it. Um, but yeah, with Air, with the uh, last Airbender, it's been a lot of fun. So 
it was fun watching this one back too to prepare for the show today because I did watch it and then I did read the script and I looked at the a video edit. Mm-hmm. I for a split sec thought that I wrote on it <laughs> <laughs> because you shadowed it. To, yeah, because I shadowed it. So that's going to be something that's going to be happening more often. So yay! I'm going to have to be really, really careful when I write my notes. I'm going to start writing my show notes like more specifically as I'm writing scripts and such, which I've been getting in the habit of doing because I really can't keep up with it anymore. It's just this runaway train of content at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough to keep it all. Uh... I liked the script though. I liked how we worked through a few sins on this one though. Like the Grease one comes to mind where we started mm-hmm. off that was a sin about the song Summer Lovin' and then it changed to Grease Lightning, which I think mm-hmm. was way funnier and also less uh sexually inappropriate i mean you know did i say that right it was more (laughs) appropriate sure it was i mean it's listen i think it's a valid conversation to have about that song like you know even if that's probably not the intent of the song there definitely is an attitude in that song of you know the idea of men push and women say no and then men keep pushing until they say yes you know to that song uh in some of the lines so there there was that element but it wasn't something we necessarily wanted to touch on in a throwaway side joke you know what i mean yeah. like you just can't yeah, yeah, go deep yeah. enough uh yeah, it's, really the, it's it. the one line i think it's just the one line from the song it's uh tell me more tell me more did she put up a fight I yeah it's the song it's yeah. the line that's and, right um, and then yeah. that's kind of you know 20 30 years later you're kind of like whoa, <laughs> whoa. Oh. <laughs> yes that's exactly <laughs> that it. lyric really can't be misconstrued can it <laughs> there's even there was some somebody did a sketch on that too i don't think it was snl but it was like i don't know who it was i've seen a sketch on that maybe it was just something on youtube maybe it was just a youtube sketch comedy thing but i've seen one where the guy says that and then all the other guys are like whoa 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 (laughs) like what (laughs) what the hell yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly i really liked in the script writing process too the whole um thing that that Sokka says that's rough buddy Mm -hmm. because that was actually something that one of our editors, uh, Ashley, she is a huge fan mm-hmm. of uh, The Last Airbender. And she and actually Pokemon. wrote, yeah. And she wrote to us and said, when you guys are working on a script, please make sure somewhere there is a that's rough buddy moment. Oh, cool. And so when I saw that pop up in this script, I was really excited because it was the perfect opportunity to use it. So. I really liked that sin, but I didn't know that was any more than just being slight. Right. I didn't know there was something to that. That's so interesting. So here's what happened. I, I'm going to take credit and blame uh, in the same uh, action here. Uh, but Danae, so Danae passed that on. And I was like, okay, so I'll do a little research. So that's where I'm taking credit. I like, I researched it and I realized it came from the episode we were sending. Like, that's where it comes <laughs> from. And I was like, oh, well, this is great because we can foreshadow this. And Jonathan, in case you don't know, it's something that Zuko later says to Sokka when he tells him this story. Um, gotcha. So it's, it's, you know, it's one of those phony moments of the show where he tells, like, you know, that his only love turned into the moon and Zuko's response is, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> that's rough, buddy. <laughs> but, but if you don't, know that it still totally works right because it's just like one of of our side it's so great so i i i did the research right to to figure i was like oh that's perfect so all that we have to have the the narrator do is say the line when it happens Mm -hmm. and that's that's perfect foreshadowing and then i wrote the wrong line and so danae had to fix it for me (laughs) because i think i said that's tough buddy or something like that (laughs) it's like dang it 
<laughs> so yeah, credit and blame uh, on that one for sure. Oh my God, can you imagine the comments had we said tough buddy instead, instead of, of rough, rough buddy? buddy? Oh man, it would have been such Dude. a it, it just would have been a poser moment, right? Where it's like, oh, they're trying to be clever, but they don't actually get it, you know, kind of thing. So thank you, thank you. For <laughs> we saving. would have said no, we did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's us trolling you. That's all we're doing. Trolling the trolling of the trolls. Of course, yeah. It's I, like third level trolling going on here. I remember liking this episode when I watched the series because we get to see Aang turn into this massive combination spirit water monster thing. Yeah, it's it's a and big Aang moment. It's a really big Aang moment, which I think is one of the reasons we chose this episode and kind of went with it is like historically this is mm -hmm. a fan favorite for that moment when he just gets so upset about what has happened and also it's really tragic like watching a bad guy kill an animal you know something that's innocent and can't fight back mm -hmm. in any like in any film or a tv show or whatever is always extremely disturbing to me and mm -hmm. i think it's meant to be for everyone Mm -hmm. But seeing it in a kid's show is just really gut-wrenching. Um, and so that obviously triggers Aang. And then you get to see Aang just like kind of go into this powerful mode where he shifts from this goofy kid that can, you know, like make jokes and be silly and do all the things mm -hmm. that Aang does that we love into this extremely powerful fighter, this like warrior mode where he kind of can couple his power with another spirit creature. So it was just like what a crazy episode and also you have like a really creepy bad guy um maybe this will be a good opportunity to kind of transition but sure yeah you get to um, go first anyway so yeah take us into the Jonathan video was was the stephen king sin yours mm -mm. no that was that was aaron yeah was okay I, would, I although i believe we both had sim like we both had steve like we both we both recognized the similarity I wrote an outtake yeah gotcha so i did okay. the pennywise outtake um okay so we both saw i mean it was very clearly it i mean i don't know that it was because i mean the tv movie would have happened before this but obviously the newer movies wouldn't have happened but it still felt very pennywise yeah yeah there's just something about also this particular episode and seeing such a creepy mm -hmm. character mm -hmm. like that so creepy and then they do that there's you know the bad guys or whatever are often frightening you know in the series mm. But this one also stands out because it's got this super creepy face thing going on. And so there's a lot of elements of this episode that um, I can see why this is a fan favorite. And I'm glad we got a chance to send it because you also can go back and sort of remember certain things like he does get to go into the spirit realm and talk to mm -hmm. other, you know, uh, spirits and previous avatars as well to sort of be able to learn information that moves the plot along, obviously. Mm -hmm. So... But the sins, I really enjoyed your guys' sins. I thought this was a great script. Uh, pointing out the water is benevolent, earth is strong, fire is fierce, and air is harmonious. I've never looked that up before, so I liked learning mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And what a clever way to spin it into a sin as can well. I, can I tell you how I figured that out? Uh, sure. I used the, uh, the Google Translate feature where you can point your camera at characters and it'll translate them like in real time or whatever and it was like uh you know what water bene benevolent or whatever it was or i think it said water good or something like that i was like oh those are that's more than just the actual symbols for the element there's a characteristic with each of them and so mm -hmm. then i i looked them up uh, online so yeah that's awesome that's the coolest um, language by the way just yeah 
Oh my god. To be so visual like that, yeah. where it's almost like a picture that says something. Mm-hmm. It is. It um, is exactly a picture that says something. Although, yeah. at the end of the day, that's what all words are. Think about that. All words are symbols. So. Yeah, I know, but ours are lame compared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our yeah, our language is lame. Oh, good God, it's, <laughs> it's it's a nightmare. I don't know how anybody learns. I mean, and nobody learns it correctly. Well, so. the, the Mandarin is always greener on the other side, I guess. So yeah. you can spell judgment two ways. Let's that's just start right, there. That's right. That's right. Continue. <laughs> Daughter and laughter it. are pronounced differently. There's three twos. Um, I also like the uh, perhaps that thing will help you chase it. And then, like every video game ever. Yeah. I, yeah. I paused and thought about that. Mm-hmm. Super true. Yep. Uh, the the whole that's it. That's the sin for the face through the vulva. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The snake. The, the snake scorpionipede birth faces through its head yes. vulva. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the high by one. High by. Rude. Okay. So here's here's an interesting story on that one because it's not high by. It's hay by is the right. name of the creature, right? So, but high by is so much quicker in your brain to go there that I said it wrong when I did the narration, didn't even notice. So I had to do a, uh, a pickup on that. And in the pickup, I said hi bye again. The specific thing I was trying to do the pickup for, in, and I had to redo it a third time to do hey bye. It just so, my brain so wanted it to be hi bye. So it's it's funny that you had the same thing just now. <laughs> I just, yeah, I even wrote down hey bye, H-E-Y. Mm-hmm. So I did, my brain did the same thing. Yeah. Oh, we are conditioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so much more. The sin-off for the inventive fighting. Um, but my, I think my favorite sin, my top sin was, so Avatar is like the guy who turns your electricity back on after you paid your past due notice. <laughs> yeah. I really loved that. I don't even know where that, that came from, but it, it popped out of my head and put it down on paper. Nice. I guess that's what we do a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the outtakes were fun too. The the throwing the lasso around the moon was really clever, and then the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. So good stuff. Yeah, but actually, well, it's interesting though, you know, because it's always funny, like what you're dealing with on the day you're writing. Because I will say that day though, I was dealing with the electric company because we have a rental <laughs> property that we we own, and the the rental management company had had the had had the electricity put in their name, as, but we had already had it go to ours. So I was having to deal with that because. I was trying to get them to give me some money back because I had to pay like $40 for them to switch it back on. It's nothing interesting. But I had all that going on in my head, I think, when I was writing the script. Oh, that's so, funny. So when the lights came on, I was just like, fuck the electric company. and you know. Our writing <laughs> continues to be an extension of our personal therapy. Yep. That's just that's yep. just how it is. Jonathan, did you, what did you have that you wanted to... To bring to the forefront. Um, you know, the I guess I'm not going to talk about it in keeping tabs. So the 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 panda thing. I I didn't really look at comments on this one. I don't know if I pissed off anybody. You but, did. Um, there were a couple. <laughs> they were just like There's it always, is a raccoon. Yeah, there are there are yeah there were always a couple. I just thought that was weird. I was like, people think that's a raccoon. It's a fucking bear. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. So I did some panda research. But I uh, know uh, the siblings thing I wanted to mention because I thought that was funny because that was the one where I don't remember what Danae suggested, but me and Aaron were like, no, we like siblings. And then Danae wrote a note back like, that's fine, but just know I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. She, she did. She was like, okay, have it your way, but just remember I'm the one in charge. <laughs> And I'm in charge. I don't, I don't think Jenny mentioned this one. The only other one I had written down was part <laughs> monkey and part ass with an emphasis on the ass. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Uh, this has been so much fun. I'm enjoying the the Avatar run 
so much. Um, it's just, I think there's something freeing that happens when you know you love the material. And we've talked about this before, where you can just have fun. You know, you can make jokes, you can make lame puns, you can do all the things I love mm. to do, and you don't have, you're just not caught up in, you know, so much actual sin. There are a few actual sins in here, but there's a lot of jokes. And you'll see that comment in these videos a lot. Mm -hmm. You can tell this show's great because it's 90% jokes. <laughs> it's like, right. yeah, that happens sometimes, right? So <laughs> it's it's so much fun. Um, I have to mention uh, Scram Quackers, uh, the name mm -hmm. for uh, the turtle duck. I'll get more into uh, into that in Keeping Tabs. Um, somebody wanted fan art of Scram Quackers, and I think that's I think Scram Quackers needs uh, their own uh, sideshow. So um, oh. so we'll get into that. Maybe uh, the plat like a platypus and a Scram Quackers, something like that. Uh, and then the uh, the zucchini joke. I just you know I had I had to do. That was uh, so funny. The Zuko bikini zucchini uh, thing. So, but then, then your delivery of it too was really fun. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's not in the script. Uh, the script actually says narrator snickers at his own joke. Um, but I think I said something right, like um, that's the stuff. Didn't I say like oh, that's the stuff or something like <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, you said oh, you said zucchini. Yeah, and like uh, again, or that's in, the in stuff. The yeah. In the comments, uh, somebody said that is so like Sokka. Like the narrator is turning into Sokka in this video, I think is what the comment uh, comment said. So, do people like Sokka? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a fan fave. Man, really? <laughs> well, he's like a lot Sokka. like me, Jonathan. So just be careful with what you say. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the one, like I just turned a script into Aaron yesterday, which I'm I, I actually when I sent the script in, I, I don't know if you saw that. I said, why is this a fan favorite? But. Um, <laughs> I was very confused, but there's a Sokka moment in that where I was just like, oh, my God, I want this guy to just go away now. <laughs> so I guess I'm an asshole. Well, no, no, no. People have that reaction to me as well. So I think it's, it's a very common thing. <laughs> Aang's a little, Aang, and I will say Aang's a little like, uh, like his, I don't know, his naivete is kind of, his naiveness is kind of fun, but uh, I don't know. He's I, a little I, brat I at it, times, though. Like, yeah, that's a, it's just, it's, but he's a kid, right? Exactly. But just, that's the thing. They're all kids. They're all children. So I guess the whole thing is you're just, the, the, the experience of seeing how he becomes the last airbender the avatar and saves the world mm -hmm. and yeah like he becomes but it's i hope i just hope it's not like sad like harry potter where you find out that he was supposed to die the whole time or... mm, well, well we'll hold that secret for you until uh, you get there until <laughs> you get there uh yeah this this one was a ton of fun uh ready to move on to the next one yep sure pokemon i choose you is the name of the the pokemon pilot uh this is a show that my kids definitely got into, and mm -hmm. I was amazed at how much of this show there is. There are so many seasons mm -hmm. of Pokemon. And so many movies. Yeah, yeah. It's like 18 movies. So this is a this is a, a piece of IP that has been harvested a lot. And I um I was obviously I was a little too old when it first dropped because it was late 90s i guess when it dropped here and so i was you know i was i was in college at that point so i was definitely too old for it i had uh, my nephew uh you know he he really got into it and uh, but my daughter like never did so i've never really experienced the show but um i can totally see why this caught on though watching this episode like 100 oh, sure. i get it um well there's it's, and it's it's there's go ahead. Uh, there's elements of both Oh, you know, cute world building with cute creatures. I want, mm -hmm. you know, I want to know about these cute creatures. And then also the more analytical, got to collect them all. How does the game work? Yeah. How do the fights work? Yeah. You know, what are they, how do they evolve? Like it touches both parts of the brain in such a real interesting way. I, I totally get it too. 
this felt very George Lucas-esque where it's like, if I stick, I can stick as many different looking creatures in there and I can make a toy for each of them. (laughs) 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 That's, you know, then you're like, oh, that makes, that's why Return of the Jedi is the way it is. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was really intimidated when this one hit the schedule, but because I think I understand the fan base of it Mm -hmm. is so vast. It felt the same way when I did Detective Pikachu, the movie. Um, just trying to do research that I understood if it was meeting its own rules, but then realizing that there's so much content, it is next to impossible to understand unless you've, unless you're like a super fan. And that's even evident in the comments. There's a couple of questions we sort of put out into the world in our, uh, script and in the, in the movie or sorry, in the video that we did. And in the comments, the people are like answering that question. Like, is this Ash stumbling to greatness? And people are like, yes, but no, because this, right. Or, um, you know, is it ever explained why, uh, you know, such and such happens and someone's like, no, it's never explained. And then, yes, it is. And then they'll like reference a specific episode. Well, the top comment, the top comment right now is quote. And before you go into the comments and explain this, and then the the comment is no, actually there was never an explanation as to why Oak only has one of each Pokemon. That was a valid criticism. So like people are like you're saying, (laughs) you know, letting us know the things you don't know, uh, actually confirm your suspicions or don't. Yeah. Right. Well, but then if you read further down, which this was going to be my comment for the comment section. And if if we, if I, but I've got it, I've got a backup. Um, Sorry, uh, I stole it. And it's okay. Legitimately, when you look at that and open it up, there's people that are saying, no, actually this, no, actually that. And they go into the specifics mm-hmm. yeah. of, and I'm not going to go into that here because we're not, we're not here to discuss the inner workings of Pokemon 100%. But I will say that it is very intimidating mm-hmm. and it was intimidating as a writer on this one because this yeah, is I like agree. the pilot. It's the, you know, the OG moment. This is when people are being introduced to something that they're going to be obsessed with for potentially the rest of their lives, games and movies and like merch. The world immersion is is waiting for you. And it's interesting too that they position Ash as somebody who's already immersed in that world from mm-hmm. the very beginning. He is a Pokemon fan himself. Nope. So we were making that comment last week about the 80s cartoons being like commercials. I mean, that's kind of similar to this felt very um, like they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. With this very 100%. marketable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way they I mean, it was is. Yeah. But it, but it also kind of works in its own as its own on its own, too, which is interesting. I'm not going to like dive into the show or anything, but um, um, I think I kind of, it, you know, I, I was too. I'm just. It, I passed it, but, um, but it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like I, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed this a lot more than I did the animated movie we covered and detective Pikachu. Um, yeah, I, I, I found had a this fun time with a it lot too. better. Yeah. I, I definitely, uh, enjoyed it mostly because I'm, I'm curious. This is the first time I've watched the quote unquote origins of the Pokemon, mm-hmm. like people who are big fans. And I appreciate big fans when people are really passionate about content i think that that's awesome i do the same thing and so Mm -hmm. i didn't know who like ash was or his backstory there were some things that were really interesting to me like realizing he's just this kid who basically leaves home his mom brings him a backpack as like i'm so proud of you good luck out there in the world what (laughs) (laughs) what So well, there was some it, things that were surprising to me. Oh, Other the things 90s. That were su- yeah, yeah, the things that were surprising to me that I didn't expect is I kind of expected to try to understand why they're collecting Pokemon a little bit more in the first episode. Um, but 
like that doesn't really happen and like why they go to trainers and what's the purpose of training up the Pokemon? Did anybody in the comments explain why that teacher was such a dick to him? <laughs> and not the telling professor? them like, oh, Probably. by the way, there's nothing in that ball. Yeah, someone did try to explain that. Um, and somebody else pointed out that the bigger sin in that moment is that there would be remaining balls that they should have taken those with them when they left, which I was, I was like, oh, good point. You know, mm -hmm. so men are always of... leaving their balls behind. <laughs> No, so, but no, that doesn't no, even make aren't. sense. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't even make sense. I was going for something there. I was going for something there, and it sin just writing didn't work. in real time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this was a uh, Hughes Watkins script, um, so I think that was written a long, long, long time ago. Yeah, did yeah, they keep true. getting these like Pokemon and Star Wars and like these really scary things? I think Aaron's avoiding these. <laughs> no, listen, like, um, listen. <laughs> When I make the schedule, I try to think about who's the best point person for a video. Aaron. And then a lot of the other stuff just has to fall like it does. Like, you know, there's Aaron's, Aaron's over here doing like suits. You know, where he knows what I mean. Well, it's probably my fault because I'm like not going to take suits or I'm not going to take. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. like with the Avatar stuff. I figure like either today or I should head up those scripts because, you know, we we know those things. So by the time we're doing a run of that, then it's like mm -hmm. I, I've actually I've enjoyed Avatar, though. I've kind of like I used to be like I, I need to watch everything, but it's kind of been fun writing, not knowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What totally. came before like that. That gives you like a whole new creative Arena. And I do research, like I go back and look up stuff, but um, I don't know. I enjoy that. But this was obviously the pilot. So, but like if we do another Pokemon episode, which this is, this is doing pretty well. Yeah, it is. Um, I, you know, I'm probably not going to watch like the 80 ones before it, you know, so it, it'll be, <laughs> right. it'll be really interesting. The next one we're doing is episode 5,672, Jonathan. You've got to catch up with all of them. Is it still going? Like, is it still know. technically I, on? I, I just remember there being like 25 seasons or something and yeah. each season had like a hundred episodes. I don't know. That's an exaggeration. Well, there's probably like but... different variations on it too. There's like Pokemon All-Stars or, right. you yeah, know, totally. Pokemon Top Chef or, I don't know. <laughs> Where they is cook it, the Pokemon? I was going to say, are the Pokemon the chefs or the course? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, that could go either way, right? Really good. Really good. Maybe it's Pokemon both. Shark Maybe Tank. that's what makes it interesting. <laughs> the the person who gets voted off each week gets cooked in the next week's dish. <laughs> oh, my God. I think Danae, like left our conversation for a second and is now realizing that we were talking about eating Pokemon. Uh, today we're having, uh, we're, ha we're having a Bourbon yeah. uh, soaked in a little bit of a <laughs> Poke well, sauce. Can we talk about the pronunciation? for a second because so i mean do you want to talk about that aaron where you had to go back no to i had it what in did my... we do we did pokemon is that what we okay did? so yeah. yes let's talk about that as we head into the video itself um i i kind of hovered mostly around pokemon uh and then you know pokemon uh occasionally um so uh, apparently this is a large discussion in the Pokemon community and most people that I could find have landed on Pokemon, Pokemon. Uh, but there's also a Pokemon uh, faction of how it should be pronounced. And apparently the show itself switches pr English pronunciations mm -hmm. partway mm -hmm. into the show. So as a narrator, this is all very fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you changed it to Pokemon, right? And then as I tried soon as to, you did that, I, I wasn't going to make you do it again. But as soon as you did that, 
I noticed everyone in the show says Poca. Mm-hmm. And then I was I like, think oh, well, at this point, we're just, we're going with it. Well, and, and I think <laughs> that, again, that's what changes later on in the yeah. show is they go to more Pokemon. I tried to throw the A away so that it sounded mm-hmm. like kind of a mix of the both of them, like yes. Pokemon. You know, like you but can't even tell really, if that's Pokemon or Pokemon. So I think it that was, was better really than hard. Doing Pokey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the, the originally, it was a hard E. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I was like, uh, let's. So I I was really I hated bringing it up because literally the entire thing had to be re-narrated. <laughs> and I feel Once like it was like, it, it up, probably wasn't, but I feel like it was like one in the morning when you were sending these like uh, emails. You were like, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. No, I it definitely wasn't. I um I, I like, just oh, remember no. like I was fine. I didn't even think about it, mm-hmm. and then I was rewatching something and I was listening and and how they pronounce Pokemon. It's like a like a little bit of an E, a little bit of an A, and a little bit of an mm-hmm. A. It's mm-hmm. an all that sort of combined together. And I watched four videos on how to pronounce Pokemon just wow. to be sure. Yeah. And the the after watching those and then reading a couple of things, I was like, okay, the only thing that I know for sure is, is that it's, it's not, not Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we can find a way to merge these vowels together mm-hmm. without the hard E, I think we will at least do the best fan service that we can. And I I, but, I yeah. have to tell you I am uh it has destroyed me that none of the comments are are applauding my pronunciation. <laughs> uh I I keep scanning the comments for somebody being like, "Man, not, that narrator really did good yeah. on that pronunciation." Not not Jeremy did excellent. <laughs> right. But you know, um, I just feel really strongly that had you done it Pokémon, oh, then sure. we would have gotten it. Yeah, totally. It's good, it's good that we're, you know, we're ahead on these things. I know this was when we wanted to get up on the channel quickly for various reasons, but, um, but you know, when stuff like that happens, when you're ahead, it's, it can be done. So we mm-hmm. did it. And, uh, people that say we don't go the extra mile are liars. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. At least, I mean, I didn't do anything from, from my, we also, did. <laughs> we also discussed it for quite some time too. And ultimately the decision fell on Aaron. Aaron said, no, I think I want to redo it. I, and I think something that would be fun for Patreon sometimes is if we could actually like, uh, copy and paste some of our conversations about script <laughs> because my god it's the things I mean, we just, note oh my god just the, and just and then go back and forth you know about uh, some of it would just be so insanely funny just because it's like the it's the craziest like littlest things that like we're even being weird about and then mm-hmm. and then some and then of it's I'll just like we're talking about listen, sex if if you, if you in real time have something where you're like the fans would love this well, there's no reason we can't do an extra like script notes segment yeah. on behind the scenes where it's like you know well he just brought up that i well, yeah. threw out there like hey i just want to let you guys know i'm yeah. in charge around here i just want yeah. to right yeah that. that's a like, script that, note yeah that was really funny and i loved writing it going like <laughs> i'm then not like, but that's we funny. were having the conversation about tense the other day about the that one the, the word sheathed or whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> yes the sheathing the, the tense of she sheathing oh my god um i from my perspective that conversation was basically danae going this is a problem me getting defensive for about two minutes and saying it's not a problem uh people pronounce it this way and then me being able to get past my own pride and be go and go <laughs> no actually she's right and then i wanted to get it right you know then that's and then that's i the don't thing. Like, because i'm like i'm good with whatever guy <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah. and yeah. then i just say yep yeah. i really do want to have a jonathan shirt that says i'm good with whatever <laughs> 
I really do. Well, I don't think it would, but it, but I think enough people say Pokemon. Like I don't think that would have been the worst no, thing ever. No. But we had the time to fix it. I think that was kind of what it came down right. to. Yeah, we had the time to fix it. Aaron was willing to do it. Well, not somebody, that he wouldn't be. somebody on the team's a, a big Pokemon f- fan, and they were like, "No, people say Pokemon. Like that's yeah." You know. It mm-hmm. was uh, Ashley, actually, yeah. I believe. So so yeah. So we. I, I mean, I, I had the freedom. To leave it if I wanted to, and mm-hmm. I just at the end of the day I was like, no, let's 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 get this right. I so. mean, Danae would have gotten on to you for years, but <laughs> yeah. you well, could have totally she would, done she that. would have cut and paste all the comments <laughs> and <laughs> sent them my yeah. way. That would have been like happy birthday. This entire episode would have been Danae reading comments about how it's Pokemon, not Pokemon. Uh, for yeah, for... truly and genuinely, you did it because you wanted to avoid me being like, I'm yeah. right. <laughs> but it was just so funny what you hear though because i think i heard pokemon but then once you said pokemon all i heard was pokemon like in the in the mood in the show yeah like yeah. The, the characters pokemon. like ash and stuff yeah. saying mm-hmm. the trick is just to throw it away just you got to throw that yeah. that middle sy- syllable away and just make it so it's almost it's more like pokemon yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's more like hey pokemon, pokemon. <laughs> Here's no, the it's thing. Definitely not, it's accent, it's by the way. definitely Please not Pokemon. It is definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's, that. not fa- it's not the old Facebook. I, I feel like before we move on from the pronunciation, we just have to point out that the E is in Asante Gu and it's in my name. That's right. That is an important aspect of, in the of wrong, why I turned around. Letter. Doesn't matter where it is, Jonathan. Just matters that <laughs> that's, there. Cool. that's like my favorite. That's like my favorite parent story ever. Whoops. Which is why we're going to call her Dana from now on instead of Danae. <laughs> or or Denis, which Denis. I actually do get do because get it looks like it's Denis. Sure. So it's Pokemon and it's Denis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, as far as other actual sins that I had written down, I did have that. Uh, we mentioned the Burbymon, which I definitely uh, had written down. Um, as a narrator, I had no idea if that was an actual thing or no, no, the burb is jealous. <laughs> yes, I like how you. I like how you performed that one. Uh, I love the game pieces in the back row. Uh, I, I really, I am yeah, enjoying was, more and more the today. like the. I, 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 I like once I, I'm, I didn't. I just was like, I got to see this, and then once I saw it, I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying more and more the the visual fun that we're having with mm-hmm. with some of those things. Uh, so yeah, so I like the game pieces in the back row. Denise sent me a script yesterday with a visual thing that was terrifying <laughs> yes i can't wait for that one to come out uh, it was terrifying oh i think the narrator even says shield your eyes children uh mm-hmm. on that one yep uh so the uh the other thing i wanted to mention was there's an aside at the end of one of the sins that basically says um and before you come at me in the comments the show should do a better job at explaining all of this and mm-hmm. it it puts verbally something that I think we want people to know, which is like, yes, we get that there are explanations sometimes, but the show isn't giving them in a way that makes it make sense, right? So it's not just that there isn't an explanation or that it's wrong and it couldn't be that way. It's that it's confusing and that the show is leaving something out. And I just thought that was very well stated. And I know even somebody in the comments was like, they should they should make this their slogan. <laughs> like, you know, the show <laughs> should do a better job of explaining this uh, because it is. It just it it really sums up kind of that feeling uh and then of course uh the the uh bonus round of blinking uh telling uh Ash <laughs> well and your really reading fun. on that was really good like um i didn't realize like maybe danae had written it in the script but i didn't realize like you were going to be or i don't know if that's just you took a cue on your own but i didn't know that you're going to be like continuously like upping the ante on the blink <laughs> yeah that was fun i gave him i gave him a idea of what i was hoping it sounded like mm-hmm. like i just like i wanted to yeah and he did great 
apparently he actually in his audio that he sent to the editors it got even crazier oh yes um, yeah i i went he, all out and i said you just use whatever you think is funny so yep. so there's there's out there in the audio world somewhere there is an another take of aaron <laughs> slipping out even did more they like use, going, did they use the the machine gun one no where it was like link 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 link, link. Did they use nope. that one? Okay. No. I don't think so, no. Okay. But there was a lot of the, the blank. <laughs> <laughs> Which is getting love in the comments, so we got to love Good. that. Good. Not Jeremy's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you guys? What did I miss? Uh, Good Lord, this shit is dark. Uh, Barrett and I both died um, <laughs> at that one, I remember. And uh, uh, did you did we mention double narration? Because this show no. has a lot of double narration, yeah, so does. that was a good call. Um, and then Danae already mentioned it, but yeah, the raise a kid till he's 10 and then kick him out into the world with a fishing lobber or bobber. <laughs> um, that was very funny. Yep. Good stuff. Today. You guys mentioned everything except for my edible joke at the end, which I was very proud of. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that was funny. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to music video sins. Uh, we are revisiting Ella, one of Ella, the Ella. classics, Ella. Uh, Rihanna, Umbrella, Ella, Ella, Ella. A, can, I just, Ella can I just say, Rihanna is, she's pretty. <laughs> really? You think so? Yes, you can say that, 100%. <laughs> um, oh, I thought you were being serious for a second. Who, me? Like, are you kidding me? Oh, no, Rihanna's beautiful. She she is, and talented, and yeah. Oh, she, she's unreal. She's, uh, she's one of my favorite, like, I mean, well, I don't know if she's really considered like she's not a new pop artist anymore, but like of the of the 21st century, like she's she's up there with like the sure. the Taylor Swifts and the whatever you want to whoever you want to put in that that uh, that range. But uh, no, she's she's awesome, man. She's just I like I just like her. I like her personality. I just I don't know. She's awesome. I just I've always yeah. liked her. Yeah, she's great. Um, so the song itself, uh, I never really dug into it. I really like it. I like I liked just the vibe of it. Um, mm -hmm. on its surface, it's, uh, it's about, you know, going through hard times, storms and understanding that you've always got a place with me, you know, I'll, you know, help you feel better. There's definitely a sexual element to it that there's, you know, there's some idea no. of, <laughs> there's some idea of come visit me when you're feeling bad and I'll quote unquote, make you feel better, you know, kind of thing under my umbrella is, you know, could be a metaphor for under my skirt, you know, those kind of things. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's got Hurt. both. Hurt. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work quite as well. <laughs> I want to hear that song. <laughs> I do. Keep going, Jonathan. Yeah, no, no it's beautiful. No. I love it. I love it very much. Um, so, I yeah, I I really uh, I really dig this song, and there's there is kind of some back and forth uh, conversation about whether it is more about a committed relationship or whether it is about a casual relationship, which I find interesting as well, mm -hmm. because there are lines in the song that talk about I've made, and I think in the video bear uh, references them. There are lines about making an oath. There are lines about, you know, um, commitment for life, you know, kind of things. And so there is maybe an idea that this is kind of about marriage or a long-term commitment. Uh, but then other people argue strongly that it's, no, it's more about a booty call or a casual fling or, you know, something like that. So it's kind of uh, fascinating to me to, to see those two things uh, go to war. And I think it's the sign of a, a well-written piece of art, right? That you can kind of go either way have multiple interpretations so absolutely because i was just gonna say she's done like stuff after this like uh rude boy is that the name of that song and then um the she's got the one it's called snm mm -hmm. i mean and you know she 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 definitely goes more like uh to the point mm -hmm. you know sure. beyond that but so but i so I, I think you're dead on i think it's a little it's almost like a precursor to some of those songs mm-hmm 
Sure. Um, but yeah. no, but, but in the, in the, in the grand, I, I, I do not like Jay-Z in it. Um, but I've never been a Jay-Z fan, um, as far as hip hop goes, but the, the beats awesome. It's just, it's a great, it's just a really catchy. I mean, fun it's so hooky song. that Ella Ella A oh is my God. so hooky and her voice is perfect for it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, I don't know if this is one that was always intended for her, or if it was intended for like, you know, somebody else. Cause you know, you hear about that all the time. Like oh, sure. Christina Aguilera sure. turned this song down and now Kelly Clarkson singing it and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, it, it fits her range perfectly today what did you what did you think about the song um i don't know that i ever watched the music video so that was exciting although i didn't actually watch the music video aside from the sins video Mm -hmm. so i'm seeing the condensed you know cine version that we all love um but i love rihanna i think she's incredibly talented Mm -hmm. uh i've been following more of her um makeup line since she released fenty and uh, I love what she's doing with that as well. So she's very entrepreneurial minded. And yeah, I think she's a fascinating person. And I like what she, um, like anytime I see her kind of in the like YouTube doing stuff with specifically makeup, because I have mm-hmm. a mild obsession with the makeup world on YouTube, the YouTubers. Mm-hmm. They, they fascinate me. Mild so whenever obsession. she kind of dipped into that area and brought out Fenty and I was seeing the reviews on that product and everything, I was really excited about that. So That's cool because sometimes the, because a lot of singers do that, a lot of celebrities do that. And I would think a lot of them are probably kind of just disposable, like not really that interesting. So that's cool to hear that she actually looks like she actually took that seriously. Yeah, she she's really, in, she's, I mean, very dedicated to yeah. it. And it's a it's a really good product line from what I understand. I have a question to name. Um, uh, and this is kind of an aside, but dealing with like the YouTube thing and the YouTube community, mm-hmm. you're more into that uh, than I than I know I am. Um, I, Brie Larson has started doing like actual YouTube content too that kind of fits into a lot of those categories. Has that been on your radar? Have you noticed that as a part? Okay, I was just curious because I know no, she's been yet. having other like popular, you know, YouTubers and YouTubers on her channel to talk because I think she like you is into that community and decided, hey, you know, I, I kind of want to do this myself. So I was just curious. I, I saw that she had launched her YouTube channel and was doing some interesting Brie stuff. Brie Larson also seems like a very cool person. Yeah, that she really I does. would love to just go have a burger with or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she... She like just hopped on this month, right? Yes, yeah, it's very recent, very recent. Um, so so yeah, I haven't I haven't watched any of her stuff. Um, her first video, you know, that came out, I just looked it up. It came out July second. Yeah, and it was that called right. "So I Made a Decision." This is Brie Larson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so she's just kind of getting her toe in. I have seen some things pop up, but most of mine are just the people that I tend to follow. Um. Okay, I was just curious. I, I don't know. There's something about tutorial videos I really enjoy. People, I love teaching and I love listening to people and how they teach. I think that's mm-hmm. part of why I like watching the YouTubers talk about different product and describe how it feels. I did the same thing with cooking shows as well. People who like teach cooking, mm-hmm. I really like to listen to that. So maybe it's just part of like like a weird thing I like. I don't know. My but daughter... anyways, Rihanna, back to her. She's <laughs> got Fenty and so that's been my... Oh, that's cool. My, I don't know yeah. who my daughter watches, but I know she watches some of that. She just watches tutorials and stuff because she's she got like some makeup for like her birthday and or Christmas last year and so she's just she'll be you know someday she'll be upstairs watching like tutorials and like putting makeup on herself and it's pretty fascinating like to see her really get into something like that and uh so I yeah I'm sure that's a huge uh, section of the YouTubers one of the things 
that I, I think I missed the most from not having a daughter was the makeup conversation. And I'm not even kidding. Like, I, I like I really looked forward to like having that, like you're beautiful the way you are. You don't mm-hmm. ever have to wear makeup if you don't want to. If you if you want to and you like how it feels and how it looks, then do it. Do it for you. Yeah. You know? No, that's her thing. No, she's cute and she knows she's cute. So no, she's good. <laughs> she's um, well aware of her 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 cuteness. But I just I just want Danae to know that that I'll probably have to have that conversation with her daughter instead because <laughs> I just I need to have it with someone. So <laughs> super okay with that. Yeah, Iris, if if I wear, I don't wear makeup. That's the weird thing. I my I, wife doesn't wear a lot either. I I don't wear it all the time. I I rarely wear makeup anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since she's been born specifically, I'm mostly just this is my face. It's what it's what I'm wearing every day. But then when I'll put on like mascara, she'll look at my eyes and she'll be like, hmm something's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then if I'll put on like any color on my lips, she really is like. Hey, mm-hmm. something's on your mouth. What happened? <laughs> did you, did so, you get some jelly on your mouth? Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. or, or some blood. Um, so, yeah. And I'll ask her, like, do you like it? And she'll say, hmm, yeah, I think so. You know, so right. I'm sure we'll have conversations yeah. Yeah, about that as well. The, the other fun Rihanna YouTube thing, though, if you've never gone into, she's really good in interviews. Like when uh, she doesn't take a whole lot of crap in interviews, which is really. So there's like literally like there's montages of her like not taking shit in interviews. And one of my favorites is when during the Ocean's 8 uh, press tour, somebody asked her like, uh, you know, you know, are you, are you, are you kissing any new boys? These days? It, was, it was some dumb question. It was a woman that asked her, but it was just like, you know, do you have a boyfriend basically? And Rihanna just goes, I am so disappointed in that question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's beautiful. It was so awesome. Oh, what a perfect response. Oh, that's, that's great. That's I can't good. even imagine, and you know, like that's the thing with the the uh, you know the female actors. I mean, they they get that question all the time. You know, dudes don't get that question. Like, no yeah. one's gonna ever ask. You know, if I was an actor, no one's asking me if I've got mm-hmm. a girlfriend. Man, so I dumb. the 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 gendering thing in entertainment is so interesting because it's baked into parts of entertainment. It's baked into award shows, for instance. You know, the separation of the categories by gender, those kind of things. And so there's been a movement for a long time that everyone is an actor. There aren't actors and actresses. They're just actors, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have doctors and doctresses. We don't have lawyers and lawyer- lawyeresses. You know what I mean? So I kind of want them now. Though, now that you're saying these <laughs> we words, don't have, they're fun. We, we don't have wallers and walruses. Uh, so, you know, it's one of the... I'm sorry. It's one of those things where it's just such a baked-in part of the language that I myself find myself having to, to correct myself and say mm-hmm. actor instead of actress. Well, it's a category and, thing, too, though, right? I mean, I feel like that's where it started because, like, with the Oscars, you've got best actor, best actress. Well, that's actor, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's so yeah, baked in, yeah. but I think it's still valuable to change our language on that. Um, and so, and in reality, why couldn't you just have them competing? I mean, why couldn't you just have that's best That's what actor I say, man. I, I, and have, like, ten of them in there. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting in the next few years. Not not just for the idea of gender separation and labeling, but also the idea of uh, gender fluidity. The idea of mm-hmm. what even is gender? You know, what does it mean, and why is it something valuable to separate ourselves by? And all those questions are coming up more and more. And I just, you know, it's great stuff. So, but back to Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Women be shopping. What? Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna just continue to talk about like all that kind of stuff, I just I think I should mention that she created Fenty Beauty to um, I think her quote is so that women everywhere would be included to focus on a whole wide range of traditionally harder to match skin tones that like there was just mm-hmm. this missing 
skin tone um, in the makeup community. And so she wanted to kind of create a line that addressed that. And and there's a lot of addressing going on in that same topic with uh, the idea of how to shoot different uh, skin tones and the idea of having a person of color, you know, do the photography for Vanity Fair uh, for a person of color on the cover. You know, the idea that they understand more how to light certain skin mm-hmm. tones and like I th- all that stuff is just, it's beautiful and valuable and, um, and very she's interesting. What, too. She's from the... She's from Jamaica? Barbados? Oh, that's right. Yes. I believe it's Barbados. Uh, (laughs) Barbados. I believe it's Barbimon. I think it's Barbados. We can't get too much further along, though. Hold on, hold on, because we um, did not read what Barrett had to say about music video sins. So here's what he said about Rihanna. He says, I can't believe we hadn't done Rihanna's Umbrella before. It's one of my favorite pop songs of the century and is only slightly ruined by the appearance of a nonsensical Jay-Z opening verse. Believe it or not, I actually cut a sin referencing how bad it is since I thought we'd gone a little over the top already. Anyway, opening Opening rap notwithstanding, this is peak Rihanna. She had some great stuff since then for sure, but this has to be the perfect encapsulation of encapsulation of fun, danger, love, and sexiness. And that beat is fucking contagious. Anytime I, in, the, in parentheses, poorly play the drums, this is the first beat I bang out. The video has some iconic images for sure, but I stand by the sin about how the effects look like a Busta Rhymes slash Hype Williams video from 1996. Everything else is pretty fucking aces. Favorite sins include include the one about Shirley Eaton and Tom Holland. Talk about an age gap. And the one about popping her ass. Wait, that last one sounded bad. It's okay, Barrett. We forgive you. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the video. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll start. The more balleriri uh, was probably my favorite thing in the video, and and probably because it's it's both funny and well worded, and also yeah, what the heck, Riri? Like doing doing actual on point walking. But was that really her? I don't know. I don't. I hope so, but I don't know because it just showed the lower legs. Yeah, right? Yeah. At least in the video that I watched. I mean, I would assume it's her. Yeah. Maybe in the music video itself, maybe it's more evident that it's her. I don't know, but I, I really did like that sin. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've seen the music video all the way through, but I didn't I didn't rewatch it because I didn't write on this. So. And then the, the only other one I wanted to mention was the censure and profile to be hard uh, after she says run into my arms. <laughs> and it's like 90% of this video, you're in profile. So it's going to be a difficult thing to run into your arms. I love that. It's just such a great observation. And I just... <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we can kind of twist that uh, those things that way, I, I like it. Jonathan, what did uh, what did you think of the video? What are some uh, of your favorite I parts? I like the whole, you know, does she shop at the fetish store aisle three? I like how Barrett will get really specific with like, yeah. uh, you know. Humorous um, specific. Scene yep. does not contain a lip syncing Tom Holland. Did you guys get that? Yes, I've seen that video. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from Lip Sync Battle. That is very funny. If for some reason you have not seen that, look up Tom Holland doing Umbrella. It's quite good. And he started off doing Singing in the Rain, I remember. Mm-hmm. And then he did. Branches off into a little Best umbrella. Best movie of all time. Uh, for the metaphor to work, you might want to use the umbrella correctly. <laughs> uh, was yeah. very funny. And um, I just liked Barrett with his like, you know, post laryngitis voice going, I'm down with the lingo, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That was good. Down with the yeah. lingo with the kids, man. Today? Man, I, I found this article on MTV titled Rihanna's Painful Umbrella Shoot Kept Her on Her Toes. And then I had to very quickly scan to find this. There's a lot more information on here. I really wanted to read it. Uh, like read it. God, and she was 20, right? More in she's detail. 32 now, she was like 20. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they only had one day to shoot the video. 
um, and she only had a few days to rehearse. Uh, she said, can I go on point? And I feel like I can figure this out and do it and make it work. And so essentially, just a super quick recap is she looked at how ballerinas did it hmm. like the day before and then just did it that day, even though it That's hurt crazy. really bad. That's and ridiculous. she just made it work. Yeah. That's so insane. that was her. Well, yeah. Um, did you guys, I, and I apologize since I was reading, I obviously wasn't listening. Reading. Uh, ding. Sorry about that. Ding. Uh, did someone say a sin off for the dope bop? <laughs> no. Yes. Well, the the second part of that we mentioned the uh, down, the down yeah, with the lingo part. kids, yeah. but the dope bop part cracked yeah. me up. Yeah. Uh, if ever there was a time to get the focus right, it's now. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought <laughs> that was really funny. And then the way that he, um, the way that he reacted it, to the line, "If the hand is hard, we'll mend the heart," and he just goes, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, but Barrett did great on this one, especially considering he had uh, was having voice trouble well, with laryngitis. Yeah, so. and it's you know it's always like he really he he would he really likes tackling like the greatest hits. You know, he he enjoys that a lot. But it's uh, I find it uh, when I've had to do it in the past, I find it very intimidating because. Kind of like Pokemon or, you know, Star Wars or something. I feel like in the music video world, you know, that, that's a pretty big one. So um, those are always fun and also kind of frightening to write on because you just want to nail it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he did with this for sure. I agree. I agree. Let's move into Cinema Sins. Uh, speaking of uh, classics, we're going to start with The Princess Bride. Uh, this was a Dicer Scott script. Uh, myself and Jeremy wrote on this one. Uh, Can I just start off by saying... On behalf of everybody, how dare you? <laughs> and also, and also, great job. Thank you. And also, thank you. Yeah, I love, I love this movie. This is this is one of my favorite movies as a child. I mean, I saw it in the theater when I was like eleven or whatever, mm -hmm. and I've watched it many, many times since. But I, I don't think I've seen it in like fifteen years or so. Oh I mean, it's goodness. been a long time. We watched it's this not so one much. I've showed to my daughter yet. I was just thinking while watching this though, she's probably the perfect age for it because she's every you know, age more is the into age more into live movie. action, huh? Every age is the perfect age for this movie. Well, that's true. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think I, I just I have a gut feeling she would really like it. She's but gonna I, dig it. I don't. I don't want to force like movies on her though. I want her to kind of more come to me with the, you know, oh, no man. No, you got to get over that. You got to force the movies on them. That's it's the only way to, it's the only way it works. It works the other way. I mean, you just you throw that stuff out there, and then if she doesn't want to watch it that day, maybe she'll come oh, back. Oh, okay. A few days I thought later. I thought that you were waiting. You were talking about. I thought you were waiting for her to come to you and say, "Hey, Dad, I want to watch the Princess no, Bride." No, 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 no. <laughs> no, like recently, I'll tell you. Like recently, she she decided she wanted to venture into Star Trek movies, and that oh, was nice. a, that was a proud daddy moment. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we've been having fun with that. Um, but anyway, sorry. But Princess Bride, excellent movie. I just realized I had not seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's in my uh, when I was watching this. It's in my top 10 um, uh, movies of all time. Uh, probably my top 100 somewhere in there. It's, uh, man, it's just, it's it's so great and so much fun. And watching it with a, like, close eye, I did become aware of some things that I'd never noticed before, both good and mm -hmm. bad, uh, which was really fun. And, um, man, I'm really glad we did this one uh, because I love it so much. Danny, what's your... And this is in... This is in that insane streak that Rob Reiner had too. Right, like yeah. this is right, kind of not in the middle. It's kind of more towards the beginning. But you had like because I think before this you had Spinal Tap and Sure Thing, mm -hmm. 
and uh, Stand By Me. This was right after Stand By Me. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's unreal. You do that like year after, like back to back years, you do Stand By, Stand me, by and me and Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah. And, then, and then when Harry met Sally, and I mean, it, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Reiner, Reiner had quite the few the good run. men. Yep. Uh, Danae, what's been your experience with the movie? Um, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. This so. feels like a Danae movie, and I don't know that there really is a Danae movie or ever thought about a movie <laughs> that way, but I don't know why. It just kind of... Man, my yeah. mom and dad loved Like the this. sense of humor. Yeah. Well, and that's the stuff that I don't think that the humor really like hit me. Mm-hmm. It was more like the fantasy fairy tale story part of it for me. But it was definitely my parents. They loved this movie. And so I remember watching it many times and loving every bit of it. Of course, thinking Buttercup was like the perfect woman. (laughs) (laughs) But she's not. And Wesley was the perfect man. (laughs) You know, like you just Mm -hmm. fantasize about that stuff after you watch an epic fairy tale movie like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'll never, I'll never a hundred percent know. So I'll just, I'll start by saying that I can never be a hundred percent sure. This may be where my fear of open mouths and water comes from, though, uh. because as soon as that fucking eel showed up, I went to a really dark place. I, I got the shakes and everything. Like my voice is starting to tremble just thinking about it. Yeah. So I think maybe. Maybe that and Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. There's no water in Tremors, but it's the same idea. The sand kind of becomes the water. But anyway, I don't know 100% where it started from, but th- that scene really, really shook me up watching it again in the Sins video. So mm-hmm. I do like, you know, you wonder where those things start when you're little. Mm-hmm. Um, your fears, like where they kind of manifest. This yeah. might this might have been part of that place. But uh, also like the rats of unusual size. I... I actually, um, uh, I guess I should say the R.O.U.S. is uh, I had a weird thing about rats for a little while, too. Mm-hmm. So I was really little watching this and I fucking love it. And then when I traveled, I think in my early 20s, I picked up the book and I read the book and loved that. No, it's um, yeah. William Goldman's a, an insanely good. He's, most people real, think of him as a screenplay writer, but he's also a very good novelist. I was really I didn't know that it was a book, mm-hmm. um, but I carried my obsession of this movie into my like into my young adult life i haven't watched it like with jonathan i haven't watched in a really long time but i remember reading about like how it was made and and funny things that happen in the movie that are mistakes if you look for them Mm -hmm. uh like when wesley lands after he does the loop-de-loop in the sword fight you can see the pad underneath the um sand Mm -hmm. you know the and, or the uh, when the rats of unusual size when when he rolls off of the fire you can kind of see his little rat paws reach up to his little rat head because the person inside the costume had to pull the head back on because it was starting to come off just stuff like that I was obsessed with sort of learning more about it um so yeah my my relationship with this movie is that it is ingrained in me and I love it nice since you brought up the author since you brought well, he wrote the, I believe he wrote the screenplay too uh, but uh, William Goldman is one of my uh, uh, writing like oh heroes. my goodness I, you talk He's about up there streaks, with like agatha like, christie and stephen king and night. you know just the and if, if you if if you if you're a someone who wants to be a screenplay writer i highly recommend his two books adventures in the screen trade volume one and two 
They were just, it's just crazy. The, uh, the stuff he documents, sadly, he passed away uh, a few years ago. Yeah. Very recently. Um, yep. So good. The last couple of years. Uh, but yeah, no, this movie's great. Um, I always forget too. Christopher guest is so good in this movie. And, you know, obviously when I saw this in 1987, I didn't know anything about this as spinal tap. And I obviously he would, I didn't know he would make like best in show and stuff like that down the road. Yeah. So, uh, it's really interesting seeing him in a more serious role, and he's really good. Like, he's, he's which, one, which one was that? Which he's one did the, he play? He's the he's the one that Inigo Montoya or the six fingered man. Inigo yeah. Montoya, however you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. What's that? The six fingered man. Yeah, six fingered man. Yes. Yeah, but he's um he's the guy who's you know he's quirky and uh, I don't know if you've seen Best in Show or Waiting for Guffman or Indeed. any of that stuff. Yeah, it's great stuff. He's also in Few Good Men. He plays the uh, he plays the doctor that's on they in the when they question him. Yeah, um, Danae, I will uh, take the opportunity to well actually you so that uh, the the comments don't. But it's actually rodents of unusual size, not rats of unusual size. So oh, thank just you. just so thank you know, we get that out of the way. So is it not Inigo Montoya? It's not Inigo. That's not what no, they're saying in the movie. It's Inigo, but he yeah. says Inigo, doesn't he? Yeah, it sounds like he, he says my name is Inigo Montoya. Well, it's actually Inigo, uh, not uh, Inigo, uh, but uh, <laughs> Inigo. <laughs> I hear an E in the movie. Though. I've the, always he's, heard that. He's the Inigo Pokemon. Uh, I mean, I so. knew like you guys went through tons of reviews on this script and video, so I knew you guys were right. But I was just like, that's that just blew my mind because it's technically I'm, Inigo, uh, and he does. I mean, he has an accent too. So there, yeah, there's definitely true. there's definitely stuff going on. It, also, the spell. I tried so hard to get them right, and we still missed it a couple times. Humperdinck is spelled very weirdly. Uh, mm-hmm. And Wesley, I don't believe, has the T, but we put it in there uh, during the script writing process. And I tried to – like, it's it's one of those things where, it, you know, you're just going to miss some occasionally. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. He does say Inigo Montoya. Like, mm-hmm. when you're watching it, he says it Correct. That way. But yeah, but yeah. I could, that could be – I mean, the accent, sure. I just – when I heard – when I kept hearing Inigo, I was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. this is an absolute classic. Uh, let's get into the video itself. Uh, since I wrote on it, which one of you would like to uh, start with some of your well, thoughts? This was you and Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. Which I was confused at first because there was a Chicago Bears scent, but then I was like, oh, yeah, but Aaron's a Detroit guy. So. Yeah, but Jeremy wrote that sin, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And that's then, twice. Then, he's, was, that's twice that he in this uh, in this script actually twice that he channels me sports wise. Uh, the other so one is funny. about the uh, dodging a bullet because she's an Ohio State fan. Yeah, like as a Mich- as a up. Michigan guy, that's that yeah. should have been written by me, but Jeremy wrote that as an Indiana guy. So I mean, that's well, where this he grew is up, also but. the one where he doesn't he like directly say your name and yeah, just shut up and play the game, Aaron. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> that was a cell phone. Uh, that was a cell phone that that uh, not a cell phone, um, a self own uh, that, that I did there. I thought Danae had written on it because there was an open bag of Cheetos sun, um, <laughs> which I greatly appreciated because like that is like a recent like I just a daily fight with my uh, I mean not fight, but a daily just like I like went out and purposely because my wife and daughter are terrible about not rolling bags back up. And then like I even bought like 30 of those clips like you just stick the clip on the bag. It's like <laughs> it's, it's not the hard. easiest thing. Yep. And and then I just walk out in the kitchen. And there's three open bags of chips just okay, like, you so know, we drying to- out in the world. We the, Listen, this is just one of those conversations you have with your kids for their entire growing up. And yeah. the other one is closing doors. But this, this but with is- your wife, too. 
you have to have that conversation with your wife like you're about closing oh yeah no uh so with chips my boys eventually learned that the bag needed to be folded down but they didn't yeah. get the idea of the chip clip thing yet even though they're sitting there in the cupboard all you got to do is grab one right so they would fold the bag up and then put it upside down so it didn't open so they would put the folded up part down that's creative without a chip clip on it so just waiting for somebody to pick up that bag of chips not realizing they're open and just have them dump all over the floor so my biggest pet peeve is around uh cereal yes because if if you just close the Mm -hmm. top of the box Mm -hmm. it doesn't help but you roll it and even if yeah, you're not yeah. going to roll it, my wife at least actually taught me like that. I never rolled it before. Roll twist stuff mm-hmm. is okay too. Just like just close the opening a little bit. I've got this invention. Or you can put it in a container like Aaron does. Yeah, I've yeah. got I've got this invention that I that I've got for you. <laughs> it's amazing. Tell me more, Aaron. <laughs> um, too bad it's already patented. I heard I heard that patents run out after 20 years. So is it mm. patented? Mm. Mm. We'll have to mm. find out. And then the only other thing I was going to mention, I I always thought it was weird, even as a oh I know actually. There's two things. One, I did always think it was weird she didn't recognize it was Helm. I've, I've never, yeah, that's one no thing sense. about the movie I've never understood. Like, that's, yeah. I think that's just something they have to do. Like, you can't, yeah. right. You just have to look past that. But mm-hmm. I will say, I don't care that you guys took a sin off by anyways, but I will say, I really, like, I think the Billy Crystal and Carol Kane scene is not very good. Like, that to <gasps> me is it's kind the best of a part of the off- movie. I don't. I don't agree. No, like that. Oh, that's the part where I kind of tune out for really. A few minutes. Oh, that's surprising. I love that part. I love them. Yeah, but I, I think just, that scene doesn't. I, I don't think know, they just, almost steal the I entire movie in that scene. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was on the. I was sitting there watching that, going, "Wow, I'm on the exact opposite end." <laughs> well, I don't hate it. I mean, I'm not like this is terrible. That sin. A, that sin was, or that sin removal was a combine because we both wrote a removal yeah. for that scene. Um. But yeah, but it's like you know, it's it's a bunch of great scenes. That's my least favorite great scene. Yeah, you know, right, it, totally. It's that, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, no, this was you guys did an excellent job. You guys hit everything that any issues I had with the movie, you guys hit, and it was you know, it was it was a lot of fun. Made me miss Andre the Giant. Yeah, uh, very yeah. much. Very much. Uh, Danae, thoughts after oh we dared God. to do this. <laughs> Well, I wrote down a lot of them that I enjoyed. So it, congratulations. <laughs> I had a really good time watching it. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, pointing out that it's a Christmas movie. These are things I never noticed. I mm-hmm. never noticed that it was like a Christmas movie, or at least that it was set in the Christmas movie kind of setting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never thought about that. I never noticed the candles on the boat. Like, that makes no freaking sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think I mean I, Jeremy and Barrett and I, Aaron. You might have written this then, and I apologize if you did. But I just no, wrote good. a script with Jeremy, so this made me think about it. But Jeremy and Barrett notice candles like more than anyone. I like I like I wonder if they even have candles in their house because I feel like they have a, a they're opposed to them. Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy wrote the uh, candles on the boat. I wrote the candles in the warehouse in the middle of the room. Yeah. <laughs> so like we, we both found candles that should not have been crazy. There. But that was such a wild thing to think about open candle flames being on a boat that's supposed to be moving. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those mo- it's one of those moments whenever you're like, "Whoa, that's a legit sin." Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's small and nitpicky like <laughs> legit. Yeah. Um I did I did appreciate you guys said that it was a near perfection like this movie is near perfection twice in under a minute. Mm-hmm. You re- referenced that. So that was like, "Yeah, thank you for letting us know that you love it." Um who wrote the sin about the parents never coming in to check on the kid? That's Jeremy. Okay. 
I could tell because he doesn't have children. And as, yes, as a parent, thank you. As as a parent, when I when I listened, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you have a trusted person, a grandparent sitting in the room, keep them for going the to week. Entertain your child <laughs> by reading a book for several hours. You take your opportunity to take a fucking yeah, break. No, yeah, what? Take yeah. a, a glass nap. of wine. <laughs> take a nap. Get some wine. Something. If my mom wants to go spend the day with my daughter. Great. Great. I'm gonna watch a baseball game. That's I fun. will. I will try to forget I have a child <laughs> as quickly as possible, <laughs> so that I can just do something else. <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun one to listen to and go. I don't know if that's how that works, but whatever. <laughs> I would, and to be fair, if Peter Falk had showed up at my house and wanted to take care of my daughter, I probably would have let him. I'm not, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I probably been like, yeah, you're you're good. You're Columbo. You're Columbo, man. Go for you're it. Good. Uh, the delivery of the uh, her only joy was his, the daily ride, and then how Jeremy's like, <laughs> "All right, yeah," <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, the descriptiveness of carving the rope like a letter opener on an overdone steak uh-huh. got me. I really enjoyed that. Um, then I I'm so glad you guys send that damn hill. I love this movie, but it's one of the things I always pondered on, even when I was little. How did they survive that fall down that hill? That's a big, steep tumble. And you're watching these stunt people just tumble and tumble and tumble and tumble. And like, how how do you just slide down at the end? And it's like... Well, oh, I love and I you. had a I had a former a guy I used to work with. He he lived on a hill like that at his old house, and uh, he was mowing one time, and the lawnmower tipped over, so he rolled down the hill huh. about the same as that. Now he survived, but he had pretty severe brain damage. So I mean, like yeah. something would happen. Something terrible yeah. would they, happen. They survived because they used the exact same mustachioed stuntman. That's how they. Yeah, they did. <laughs> both of them. Um, so. The uh, the uh, that's it. That's the explanation of how suction cups work. Love yeah, that. Yeah. Um. The who kills Prince Humperdinck? Someone has to do it. Like the wow savage call out. Yeah. For savage was super smart. Uh. And I also like the descriptive the descriptive of the pill that was created being the size of a big toe. And couldn't you just make two right? smaller pills? Right. Yeah. Oh my god. So, anyways, I had a really good time with this one. I will going back to that with Peter Falk and. Uh, and uh, uh, Kevin from Wonder Years, I can't remember, Fred Savage. Um, I did like that sin about either this is a sin on his lack of disobedience or your lack of follow through. Either way, I'm disappointed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely came from a parental place uh, <laughs> on that one. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I love sending things I love. I really do. It's one of my favorite things um, and, and definitely had a good time with this one. You guys pretty much mentioned everything I wanted to mention. Um uh, there's some others I could I could go over here, but um, but yeah, I think I think we covered most Didn't of it. Didn't you mean eleven? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, uh, I was I was definitely interested in the Christmas movie part of things because what's fascinating is that I specifically wrote that sin in a sarcastic way of like, yeah, like this is an important discussion. We're just going to mention it, and then a lot of people on Twitter were like taking it as the opportunity to be like care picking up the banner for princess bride being a Christmas movie and watching it every Christmas. And I'm like, look, if you need an excuse to watch princess bride every year, go ahead and take it, but you don't need <laughs> an excuse. Like, like it's you just can that watch good. It. It's great. You can watch terrible movies. No, it was the Christmas movie thing though. Like I, I tweeted about this cause I was just randomly watching. I come in peace, which is a silly action movie with Dolph Lundgren from 1990. That's set at Christmas. 
like that opens up with like this guy singing Christmas tunes. Yeah. And, I mean, it's very like it is. It's almost more Christmassy than Die Hard. It's like there's all these movies that are set at Christmas. I just don't remember. Um, yeah. Because I guess I wasn't thinking about that when I was a kid. And now it's so funny because everybody wants to make everything a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, I think Jeremy had some things to say. And I don't know if we, we guys, just ignored everybody. Shit. That's what oh, happens when we're tired. Count. They're just <laughs> while the writers. While you're days. pulling up uh, Jeremy, I don't think he talks about this. And I, I don't remember either of you mentioning it. But there is something interesting about watching this closely about uh, Wesley and Buttercup's relationship and how toxic it actually is in some oh, ways. yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like when you really start to think about it, first of all, she's a jerk to him as they're quote unquote yep. falling in love. And second of all, he threatens to hit her. Like, I mean, super forgot about that. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, next time I will hit you. And it's like, what? (laughs) So, yeah, there's some real toxicity there uh, that I just never picked up on before. So, yeah. Uh, Jeremy said the Princess Bride is a classic for a reason. And it's a fairy tale, which takes away some of our traditional sin ammunition. But I love writing sins for amazing movies. It forces you to be creative. Love that Dicer's sin about it being a Christmas movie has resonated so much with viewers so far. And I loved his observation that the six-fingered man murdered Inigo's father over a sword, but never took the sword. Right? Yeah. Forgot to mention that. Hello, what? Um, My favorite observation of my own is probably the exit of the fire swamp being a singular place like the Lincoln Tunnel. I I like that one too. Uh, As opposed to a forest, but you could exit anywhere you please. I always appreciate a movie candling the fuck out of a scene so I can point out fire hazards. We actually had to cut a candle sin in this script because I wrote so many. <laughs> the movie, <laughs> This movie candles the fuck out of shit. And I love that Tom Cruise isn't even in this movie and he's still insisted on doing this stunt himself. <laughs> that was a good one. I believe that will be uh, become a recurring sin because mostly I find I fully intend to write it in the, again in the future. Good stuff. Uh, the other one that I just am now remembering wanting to mention is the rest well and dream of large women where Jeremy says, well, how do you know what what the type is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, and I liked all the all the different options uh, that he gave there uh, It was really good. Uh, fun stuff. Much beloved. Uh, let's move on. We're going to head on to a more recent but still fairly beloved movie, The Invisible Man. Maybe uh, one of the best movies of 2020, all things considered. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. So this was an Atkinson-Watkins script Chris and Jonathan wrote on this one. Uh, Danae, I will assume you have not seen it. I have now, you know, the short version. <laughs> the short version. Uh, I think Chris wrote some stuff on this, didn't he? I think I, I think I can call the sinny the the sin cliff notes, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's you and Chris wrote this script. Uh, so did I not say that? I thought I said that. No, you didn't. know I was saying. I think uh, Chris. I was just saying. I think Chris sent in some uh, comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, we yeah, we can start with those. Uh, what did Chris have to say? Chris said, Invisible Man was a big surprise for me earlier this year. A trailer I saw probably 25 times in theaters before its release. I wasn't too excited about it when it came out, but it's one of the best of the year, whatever that means in 2020. The main issue for this movie, ranging from nitpicky to impossible, is if the Invisible Man can do the things he's doing. Can he really stay that silent? And how does he follow Elizabeth Moss everywhere in every situation? But my favorite part to deconstruct was the scene where, avoiding spoilers, he kills a character and frames Elizabeth Moss all in one motion. When you look at the angle, a knife is swinging and all the things he has to do to make sure that knife gets into Moss's hand, it's impossible. But oh, so fun to slow down and analyze. Yeah, no, that's that's a great example of that's an excellent 
uh, suspense scene. It's so well done, but at the same time, like you can rip it to shreds. This movie is great, but also it was pretty easy to send. Well, that's the, I think it's the greatest. Yeah. I think it's one of the best examples, and this happens a lot of the idea yeah. that in in please forgive me. I know people use this against us, but we use it for us. What we do doesn't matter. Like th- this no, is exactly. one of the great examples of that. The idea of you can send something like this for very real sins like real world sins stupid things that movies do blah 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 and it can still be a great movie because at the end of the day you're making a movie not a documentary you know unless, well, unless you're making a documentary movie this but. didn't have very many sins either when all of a sudden done it had sure, like 70 sure. sins or sure. something you know i mean so somebody even commented on that like i think that means they liked it um, yeah it's just that thing it's just that thing yeah. where uh where one of the, one of the complaints i've heard is that the idea of cinema sins is is ruining movies or ruining you know, watching movies and it's like, no, the idea of CinemaSins is to have fun with this stuff that at the end of the day doesn't necessarily matter. And so it's, I don't know. It's, I oh. love movies like this. Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> But the him, but, but the that was the one thing Chris commented on it too because we both had a few sins about it. But the one thing I really noticed this time through was just how quiet they would have had to have been, yeah, to pull this off. And it's just there's no way. Like you're just no. like you're sitting especially, there like somebody would somebody would have farted. Especially yeah, right. Especially <laughs> considering and uh, and you guys don't touch on this, but especially considering that suit and the mechanics of the way that suit works mm-hmm. is a mechanical suit with cameras and screens over the entire suit. That is how mm-hmm. this suit works, right? Yeah. That makes some sort of noise. Like yeah, cameras right. focusing, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. There's there's no possible way that suit is not making mechanical noises. And um but but it's but it's a really well done movie and it's like Lee Wanell is like proving that I mean that dude can direct, write and act. He's yeah. he's crazy good. Um and he's really good with suspense. Like he, you know, that beautiful I mean even though we make fun of it, that's a great shot of her standing outside the door and the the breath behind her, you know. Mm-hmm. That's you know, that's 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 like a 101, right? I mean, it's it's awesome. Um and just the you know, it does a good job. Elizabeth Moss is obviously a lot of credit goes to her, but For it sure. does a great job of setting up how paranoid she is and like she doesn't know where he is and no one believes her because why would you i will say that one thing i did enjoy setting i thought she went to the invisible man thing quickly <laughs> like i thought she like that was like her that almost seemed like that was her first thing like oh right. well, clearly he's invisible yeah <laughs> yep yep and uh i don't know it was but, but but it was like i said like you said it's a great movie that's also very sunnable so. yeah no i i really enjoyed this yeah. movie i think the performances are a big part of it uh the direction is a huge part of it uh very competently made um mm-hmm. very inventive and creative and you know it it it, I just I think it's I think it's really well done. Yeah, and, it, and beyond it, beyond all that, the thing I love about it the most is how uh, symbolic and metaphoric it is about uh, gaslighting and about how we've treated women and mm-hmm. the idea of how women aren't believed when they say you know this is happening this thing and and I just it's it's such a movie for this moment in so many ways um you know or for that moment in so many ways that uh that yeah i just that stuff is so layered and beautiful and 
perfect. Uh, so the message is, is just is incredible as well. So, so. It's also interesting because obviously Universal tried to do that whole, you know, dark monster universe, dark universe or whatever. And, um, you know, like Johnny Depp was going to play the Invisible Man and whatever the movie they were going to do. But then the mummy bomb, so it didn't matter. And I thought th I was so glad it did, though, because then we got this. And I think this is the way you do updated versions of these characters. If you want to bring them into the present, you know, uh, you make it make sense within current times. And I mean, it was just like because, I mean, Invisible Man's been done to death, but he actually was able to you know breathe new life into it mm -hmm. this is uh, one of those movies that when it came out i heard so many people talking about it and mm -hmm. that's sort of one of those gauges that i have that there's a movie that's done something unique and different and so oftentimes i'll just be like yeah it was good or yeah i went and saw it and yeah it's good mm -hmm. but this was one where it's like you should see this one and not not necessarily telling me to go see it but then like the the sort of social media tweets and comments on it are please go watch this uh, because they had an experience while watching it. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there kind of thinking about if I was in the theater watching this, um, how you've got these moments like where the camera is just moving through the house, like the house mm -hmm. towards the end. It's like there's the long hallway and then here's this hallway and it's kind of just backing up. And, you know, the intention is that we're maybe watching the invisible person walking or coming mm -hmm. closer just that buildup of the anticipation where you're just looking frantically around the screen for something to be moving so that you can see so that you have some kind of an understanding of what's going to be happening um knowing that there's something there like that would be such a horrible thing to watch <laughs> yeah i would i would not have enjoyed that just the anticipation building up but yeah. i can see why people you know would be like oh that was an experience i had an experience watching mm -hmm. this movie danae why don't you transition us into uh the video itself okay great i only wrote down one thing cool what was it <laughs> um i was really disturbed by how many people do not drive when they should be driving when there's a disturbed person <laughs> in the car who's who's obviously frantic and saying go 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 like you don't just sit there and be like so what did you have for breakfast? <laughs> and one of them was her sister. Yeah. I found that to be very, very disturbing. Yeah. And because this is one of those ones that I was watching because I was enjoying it, I did not write down any sins. You're well, welcome. The, and and you, you bring up uh, a point again that the movie is doing. It's a perfectly sinnable thing, but it's actually better for the movie that it does it because it is making the point again about believing women. And this, this idea of she's saying go, 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 but the people in her life are like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like they trust themselves more mm -hmm. than they trust her. And so she encounters that every step of the way in this movie. And it's so beautiful and deliberate. And oh, right. It, it's what? what did you is say? it infuriating? Infuriating, yes. But it, but what I mean by beautiful is it is, it is that it is infuriating. And it, it should be a wake-up call to this idea of gaslighting and believing people and, you know. But uh, also that guy punches through a window, okay? Right. Yeah. Like that's some super strength right be, there. People be, can't punch through To windows. be fair about the people right? later on, though, they, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know that people are going to believe there's an invisible man. Well, I think that's the point. I think that's the point yeah. the movie is, is oh, no, making. No, I, is... I, I, absolutely. I absolutely. It's metaphorical. I'm just saying that, like, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I can't really blame um, uh, the, you know, the, um, the the cop character for believing that Elizabeth Moss hit the kid because the kid told her, you know, which sure. that's a situation yeah. where he's believing his daughter. Right. You know, yeah. even in a, yeah, I don't know. It's, I know what you're saying. Um, just real, I don't want to like sidetrack everything because I do want to hear what you guys thought of the video, obviously. But um, it, because I didn't watch it, so she is accused of like killing her sister at the table and hitting a kid, and then she's like obviously in jail or something, and then like boyfriend or somebody shows up with video evidence. Is that 
that he did he have a, a video camera in his house that showed his daughter being hit without her being touched and that's how no. they began to believe her no like how, how how did they start believing that there was an invisible man I oh guess well they question. start believing well, that scene in the the scene at the hospital where uh, he takes out all those cops i mean there's cameras <laughs> all over the hospital yeah so okay that's like the first time they noted, and you can and the the suit's malfunctioning because she stabbed it, so he keeps like popping in and out. But okay. then that ends up actually being not her. That that and that's one thing the movie doesn't really explain who's always under the Invisible Man suit. There's basically look it you you you're I mean I guess we spoil it in the video, so it doesn't matter. But you there's probably two people doing it, but okay. the movie never comes out right out and like says explicitly that. Explicitly says I, that. But I think you're supposed to assume that. That's yeah, there was just I, this moment where I she get was out sitting. The sin was like this guy wouldn't be interrogating her, probably because mm-hmm. of their existing relationship. It was in that moment they were showing her footage, and it was of her back maybe in his house where she had just put all of the stuff all over the floor. And I was just wondering why he was showing that footage to her. And I don't. So what I'll do is I'll just go read the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm not. Yeah, because exactly honestly, I'm not remembering yeah, that I'm not following scene. What you're I'm sorry. Are you good? But, but yeah. yeah, but definitely at the police station or the hospital, that's when they first start realizing okay. something's up. And, and she escapes okay. the hospital. Nobody lets her yeah. out. She escapes. Yeah, um, that's true. Nobody believes her at that point. Uh, so yeah, it's and here's the here is again. I think this movie is really smart. Here's the other thing about you mentioned the movie not indicating who is in the suit. There is zero hard proof. Zero hard proof in this movie that he, uh, her ex, was ever. In the suit, there is zero hard proof that he did anything to her, and it's asking the audience to, at the end of the movie, in many ways, to say, "Do you believe her or not?" And we all believe her. Why do we believe her? Because we've seen her experience, we've been with her, we trust her, and so the movie, even in that revelation or not revelation, is making that deeper point of, "I never gave you any hard proof that he did any of this." Yeah. Uh, yet you're still rejoicing when she kills him at the end or what like you still think he deserves it kind of at the end chris and i actually because there was some sins about because after the hospital or i think it's a hospital it's not a police station Uh, maybe it's both i don't even know it's a psychiatric um, holding facility yeah. yeah after that though it goes to the cop's house um all of a sudden i can't think of that actor's name uh but it's it's anyways him and the girl from wrinkle in time uh their house um and so chris and i because i had a sin i think and then maybe he did and we were trying to figure out if we were right because we were going through all the stuff that happened so the the at the hospital the suit is malfunctioning Mm -hmm. the suit when they get to the house is not so a we think there's two suits and i'm assuming you're supposed to infer from that that the ex-boyfriend was at the hospital correct but it does but like you said said it it doesn't give you that fact no it never it refuses to yeah yeah exactly yeah absolutely i i, I find that really smart i think that's a really smart that, thing to do that ending seeing that ending in a packed theater was really interesting because there was a lot of applause <laughs> and it's kind of one of those things where i get it but i'm also kind of like eh. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Revenge yeah. stuff. Are I'm always that way on revenge murder? stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm always on, the, on that. Whether, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm just saying, you know, it was just kind of a, it was, an, but it's a movie. It's fine. And exactly. I think that's a lot of that is relief. 
I think a lot of that is just adrenaline and stuff that's been building up in your system, and it's just kind of coming out of you uh, as the movie's ending. I'll transition in my thoughts on the 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 video uh, because a lot of what I did enjoy was really pursuing the exploration of the actual physics and yeah. space geography, all that stuff of what is happening, and the idea that the the dinner scene had to be two of them, or there'd be stuff you know, being mm -hmm. knocked over is a great observation, but again, never proved by the movie. Uh, so, you know, worth, worth sinning. Um, so I, I really liked uh, a lot of that stuff. Um, also known as Shonies. I don't know. That made me laugh <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> I, just, I like that. And uh, what is this double dragon? Uh, also uh, gave me a good chuckle. So uh, Jonathan, anything else you wanted to mention? Um, I was, uh, you know, Chris wrote the one about Elizabeth Moss. Obviously, we had to get a sense off of her. I was glad he let me keep in the thing about Harriet Dyer, though, because I think she's kind of a, like I said, I think she's a rock star in this movie. And I don't think a lot of people talked about her, but she does a really good job. Yeah, I was glad for that um, observation. There were a lot yeah. of removals on this. I'm well, wor well yeah. worth it, too. Yeah. Uh, cooking bacon in a stack. That was a Chris and I thought was really <laughs> yeah, funny. And then he even went further and did the like the little like the slogan for some made up uh -huh. bacon company or right. whatever. Um, and then having Jeremy uh, recite uh, CNC Music Factory, uh, Sweat Does Not Make You Bleed. However, it's dope enough indeed. Uh, <laughs> yep. That was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I think we talked about everything. Oh, and then the, I mean, the girls always be eating cake. That was a fun send. Like I wrote that and then Chris is like, I think it'd be funny to like cut in the the Dave Chappelle thing from Nutty Professor yeah. about girls always shopping. Yeah. And um, so that was that was fun. But uh, no, it was a really cool one to work on um, because like I said, I, I, it's always, I, I, I per personally kind of enjoy more because I because I enjoy watching the movie, right? So that almost makes it more fun to send it because- Man, what know. a great week. What a great week for things we love. Like four, I have four of these things- I love love. And Somebody mentioned that on Twitter, actually. They said, like, they were asking if we purposely stacked all this up for BTS. <laughs> <laughs> and the only one yeah, I don't we... <laughs> I don't love love is because I probably don't know it enough, and that's Pokemon. Like, and that's probably really yeah. good. But, you know, it's just all, every other one, I'm just like, this is great. Like, classic stuff. So, yeah, fun times. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. Uh, 
I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Uh, let's move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to tell a story from putting together the content for the week, maybe a Google search, some strange research, anything we want to, really. Um, let's do Jonathan first. Well, so mine's mine's really, really silly, and I ended up not really using any of this stuff, but I was like, um, I was trying to think of like a, like a joke or a pun or something in the Invisible Man script. And so I found this website that had Invisible Man jokes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that and sounds like some dicer not, research right there. That's why I just said. I think yeah, like I, I felt like Aaron, but um, so I'll um, I'll read. Some of them are really really bad. Like I don't even get this one. Like why could everyone see the Invisible Man at the Halloween party? He was wearing a mummy costume. I don't. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even make sense. Well, um, <laughs> but um, how many children does the Invisible Man have? Do you guys know this? Hmm. No. Nope. None. He's not a parent. Um. Nice. <laughs> Yes. No. I love this. Why can't we see the Invisible Man's mother? Um. Why? She's transparent, which is an interesting uh, joke in 2020. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then let's see what's another good. Oh. Um. Let's see what's another. Oh. Uh, why did the Invisible Man flunk math at school? Why? He couldn't count his fingers. <laughs> wow. What is the Invisible Man's favorite Halloween game to play? Hide and seek. Mm-hmm. Gonna I could have gotten that one. Yeah, I'm going to win huh? that one. Yeah. And then um, I don't really, this one is like actually really creepy considering this is supposed to be like a bunch of kid jokes. I guess it's not supposed to be taken this way, but this was a weird one. Who does the Invisible Man sleep with? And the answer is anyone he likes. Wow. That's, weird. that's dark. Yeah, isn't that dark? <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's like, and this the, is like HalloweenPuns.com. There's no non-dark like interpretation of that joke. Like, like this is like jokes for kids too. Wow, and somebody then, saw um, the Hollow Man too many times. <laughs> and then why is it why is it hard for the Invisible Man to date? Because the date keeps on about see other people, seeing other people. <laughs> um, and what's the best part of being an Invisible Man? Ghosts get the blame for what you do. Nice. Maybe maybe. And then so. the Invisible. And my last one I'll do is the Invisible Man and Invisible Woman got married. The kids were nothing to look at. Ah, I love it. Very nice. There you ended yeah, on a that, winner. Anyone he likes sleeping with, that's that's fucked up, man. Yeah, that's uh wow. Halloweenjokes.com needs to yeah. needs to look just at delete that, that one. Take that down. Just just delete that joke. <laughs> that's not a joke. That is awfulness. Um I'll go next. Uh when I was uh researching um the idea of who the pronoun game was about i thought it'd be funny to have it be about a pet animal and so i wanted to research all the different avatar animal combinations because there are so many and boy wouldn't you know it uh these have been cataloged by fans uh so there are so many different Hmm. types of animals in the avatar universe and so i eventually you know found the uh turtle duck which by the way comes into play and i think in the very next uh episode uh that we do um so may actually get a visual of scram quackers uh in the next episode (laughs) oh no um but uh but anyhow it's just it's interesting to see like that there are regular animals in the avatar world they mentioned fireflies um they mention uh like lemurs they mention regular penguins but then there's also otter penguins and also penguin fish 
Um, they're regular seals, uh, but they're also tiger seals, which are not the same thing as tiger seals in our universe. Uh, they're more of a combination. Uh, tiger sharks are not the same thing as tiger sharks in our universe. Uh, so whale walruses, uh, just like all these different uh, mink snakes, uh, polar bear dogs, uh, which we've seen, leopard caribou. I don't know. It's just a really interesting kind of idea that they had that just they'd combined animals you know and it was just something that you know part of the world building that that i really appreciated as i uh, uh looked at this uh one of them was elephant uh koi which uh, i don't remember those yeah i don't either but apparently they're just really giant koi but that just reminded me of the the koi friend uh joke in the script <laughs> that was one of my one of my favorites that i wrote uh so yeah so anyhow uh if you ever want to be imaginative about the types of animals that can be uh, combined, look up um, uh, animals from Avatar, and you'll get a lot of a lot of interesting ones. One of my favorites is the iguana parrot. What a combination! The and why not? And why not? Why not combine uh, an iguana with a parrot? Uh, what about you, Danae? Uh, mine was I did so much research on on Pokemon, but uh, the most interesting thing that I landed on to talk about with you guys today was the mind-bending reality of the voice actors behind the characters, which is something that I love to look into, especially when I just think about it. Um, but I had seen months back something circulating, and it was a uh, voice actress named Sarah Hanachichini. I'm not sure I said that correctly. Um, and it was like a, it's actually a video. Hanachi. <laughs> Hanichi. Hanachi. And uh, it was just a video of, of this woman doing Ash's voice. I didn't realize what voice she was doing until I, I was listening to like what she was saying. And it was obviously Pokemon. And I realized that, oh, my God, she's Ash. So I looked into it. And there have been um, two voice actors for Pokemon. Uh, it was voiced by um, Veronica Taylor for the first eight seasons and then by Sarah since season nine um there's not a lot of videos of veronica the original voice mm -hmm. um like videos of her doing it but then like on youtube if you look at vanity fair you can actually watch an interesting to me interesting maybe too interesting video on how pokemon is dubbed from japanese to english and you can kind of see uh sarah doing her thing with uh with the voice of ash she actually is the voice of ash and the mother and then a couple of the pokemon characters um the fun starts about four minutes in where like the video is showing and then it's her doing the voice acting while the video is playing. Um, so I don't know. I just find that stuff really fascinating. I think fun that's to watch. cool, though, because younger boys have higher pitched voices. So typically. So you would think having a female do that would make more sense. Like Bart Simpson is a is a female. Mm -hmm. Nancy Cartwright, I believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and, and there's actually other. um uh, other ones that I've been looking at recently, again, it's a female, you know, acting the 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 boy's voice, mm -hmm. and then seeing who the voice actor is behind the scenes is just super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but I loved the video, the Vanity Fair video, because it gives you a real kind of a. It's not just her doing Ash; it's her talking about the voiceover uh, and the dubbing world. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's kind of a little bit of the research that I did was getting lost into the incredible world of people who can manipulate their voice. There's actually a part of me that knows that had I done 
like I could create a voice acting profile and I could super do cartoon characters. It's something that I've always wanted to do uh, just because I, I love mimicking voices and stuff. So I think that's part of why I like to watch them personally is because I'm like, I think I could probably do that if I really mm. worked hard at it. If I kind of dedicated myself to practicing. Um, so but that's it. Go, go check out the uh, Vanity Fair one called How Pokemon is Dubbed from Japanese to English. It was released this March. Nice. March 16th this year. Danae, 2020, I, for those listening in the future. Danae, I will have you know, there was an animal combination in Avatar I specifically did not mention because I didn't want to freak you out. So I appreciate that. So just just so you know. There's I'll have what, you know that well, when you're talking I don't know, about it, I was thinking I know about what the Photoshop. I have, I have a Photoshop thing that I hate. Oh, yeah. I won't even um, say that out loud either. So... So, but it reminds me of that when you mash characters together. Uh huh. This um, is almost exactly that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's an, but it's animated, and so yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit better than the Photoshop because Photoshop is the real right. You know, it's like right real pictures. So, if you want to know the one I didn't mention, uh, it takes place in the Legend of Korra book two, episode three. Um, and you'll probably you'll probably know what it is by watching that. If you know my phobias, you probably already <laughs> have it figured out. <laughs> All right, let us move on uh, and do some comment section. I, I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. I'm going to take a look at some of the comments from the week. Uh, I'll kick us off. This was from uh, the uh, the Princess Bride video. Ben Abbott says, this is from Andre the Giant's wiki page. He appeared most notably as Fezzik, his own favorite role in the 1987 film The Princess Bride. Both the film and his performance retain a devoted following. In, sh- in shoot interviews... Uh, in shoot interviews, wrestlers have stated that he was so proud of being in the film that he carried a copy everywhere he went and insisted a VCR be available in his hotel rooms on the road so he could watch it repeatedly. Uh, what? Yeah, that just warmed my heart. Just like the idea that he loved his participation in this movie so much that he mm-hmm. that he had to have VCRs where he stayed so he could put it in and watch it is he just sound, he always beautiful. sounded like he was a really cool guy. That's why I yeah. say like he unfortunately had I mean, I think just because of his size and everything, he had medical issues, but he also sure. he, he was uh he was a pretty severe alcoholic, I believe, too. Yes. Yeah. And talk about somebody who'd have to drink a lot. Well that that's those are the legends uh, yeah, ab- yeah. about him. I don't know if you've seen the documentary. It's it's I really yes, great. That's that's where I got most of the Um but they talk about thing. the amount of alcohol that he would uh that he would have to order, you know, because he, he wanted to feel buzzed or get drunk or, or whatever. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, the other one I wanted to mention from the Princess Bride video uh, was somebody uh, doing a little bit of well actually in the comments, which I always enjoy. Uh, well, actually inconceivable means that you cannot even conceive of the possibility, which is different than believing in the possibility, which is unbelievable. And all I have to say is I am so glad that I have uh, instigated a conversation conversation on the definition of a word and whether or not it's being used correctly. That was that was actually the one I picked too. I thought that was really funny. You're finding your people, Aaron. I know. I know. I know. Uh, listen, I did the research in inconceivable. Word nerds unite. Uh, language, as we know, is malleable and inconceivable has uh, come to mean unbelievable. And yes, there is a slight difference of conceiving of something versus believing something. Um, but it's still quite possible that the things that he says were inconceivable were inconceivable. He could not conceive of somebody climbing you know, up to meet them. He could not conceive of somebody following them. So he, he uses the word just fine. I'll stick with the sin. I think I got that one right. So 
there you go there's mine uh what about you jonathan no i had that's actually the one that's the only one i picked nice the princess bride one i thought that was cool today what about Uh, you we had a we had one on twitter that i find to be fantastic um but also i learned a lot so you know we have a recurring joke the prometheus school of running away from things that is permeated culture people don't even know where it originated it's just that huge and i guess on Twitter, when something happens and someone quotes that dude went to the Prometheus school for running away from things or anything like that, we get looped into that on Twitter, specifically Jeremy. But this is my first time to experience it. So uh, Super Nerd K tweeted um, after somebody named Luckiest People. Like they sent this GIF gif out of this guy running away from a transformer as a transformer falls that are rather rather a transmission tower and he's running like we all know and so then um super nerd k responds clearly that dude went to the prometheus school for running away from things now kurt super nerd k he has 70 followers and yet that comment was retweeted 150 times and liked (laughs) (laughs) 3600 which is what i love so much and then if you go and you like, you know, follow the thread, there's so many CinemaSins fans who are like finding each other and liking it. And I came here to, you know, say that I understood that reference and all this fun stuff. And maybe you guys have already experienced this happening on Twitter before, but this is my first time experiencing a Prometheus school running away from things. And I just had such a great time and it gave me some life and love. And so that was the comment that I wanted to highlight today. We really appreciate it all. It's it's interesting when those things decide to go viral, right? Because I've seen that video before uh, of the tower falling and the guy running, you know, straight away mm-hmm. from it and just barely escaping. Which is terrifying. Um, but for whatever reason, it went viral this week. Like, you know, somebody tweeted and said, I, you know, I've always wondered why he ran long ways instead of sideways or something, which is exactly the Prometheus school of running away from things. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's interesting, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. really funny that most of the comments are legitimately, and there's so so many of them. But most of the comments are like, "I came here to say this, and it was already said. Well played. You beat me to it." Um, and then yeah. just a lot of love for for CinemaSins. So thank you guys for that. We do appreciate it. Very cool. Let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're just going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Uh, and now I get to answer the question as to why I am tired today. Uh, and, you know, we all enter today exhausted in one way did or another for various reasons. Did you fly in from Seattle? Uh, I did not sign in, uh, fly in from Seattle. Yes, I was in Seattle visiting the new hockey team because a pandemic is apparently the best time to add a hockey team to the NHL. I don't care. That <laughs> hockey team is called the Kraken. I am immediately their fan. Yeah, no. Can you imagine? They're going to be see... releasing the Kraken. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. They're In their um, uh, launch video, promo video, is really ah, good so, so seattle kraken uh if i weren't a lifelong diehard red wings fan i would be a kraken fan i mean i'm not a hockey person but i guess i'm a preds fan if i had to be anything um which makes sense because you're right there yeah. in nashville yeah um yep. so yeah so anyhow speaking of sports it's uh it's not some people wouldn't consider it a sport someone consider it a game uh but i have been staying up all night long the last four nights watching poker streams on twitch uh because the world series of poker is going on uh the look that danae just gave because you can't see it i shall describe it complete <laughs> and utter disdain and dismissal of aaron mentioning <laughs> poker and staying up to watch it i so, just don't understand it's okay it's okay i just don't get it listen you read your web 
webtoons and stay up till three in the morning and I'll I'll watch my poker and stay <laughs> yep. up till three in the morning. So yep. that's true. <laughs> true. It's just the difference is that mine is actually interesting. Oh, is that what the difference is? <laughs> uh so I would highly recommend if you enjoy poker and are missing the World Series because of the pandemic uh shut down the live thing, uh, I would just let you know it's actually kind of better online. I am loving the online Twitch streams because there is an understanding in poker that you don't want to celebrate when you win because it's kind of uh, not mean, but it's taboo. Yeah, it's taboo. It's not a good look to the person who just took a beat or, you know, just lost, you know, their their life in the tournament kind of thing. Man, if I won like $12 million, though, I'm celebrating. That's what I'm saying. I I think it's a silly taboo. I really do, because I think I think what it started as a way to say, don't rub it into somebody's face which is true you don't like go to them and like be a like, bad sportsman yeah you're not you're not like looking at them and being like ha got you you know that kind of thing but when the team wins the world series they're jumping and exactly. running on the field is and no, how is that any different there is no other sport where we tell people not to celebrate um because of mm-hmm. how the other person might feel and because of this poker has be live poker has become for some people even more boring to watch <laughs> than than original because there's there there's no real like joy to it in watching. Oh yeah, these... when well, and when anybody has a personality, the next year there's a new rule that you can't do that. Right, exactly. You know, like when it, yeah. like when you're acting like a monkey or whatever. Yeah, know? yeah. No, that you're... really happened. It was a guy named Kong, oh. right? Yeah. No. Yeah. You're yeah. right. You're he absolutely would go... right. <laughs> um. So, uh. So I think watching these streams has allowed people to be free in their response to what's happening on the screen. Now, specifically, I'm a big Daniel uh, Daniel Negreanu fan. Uh, as far as poker players go, I love the way he plays. I think it's incredible that he's been as good as he is and as a top of the the rankings and standings as he is for so long. It's mm-hmm. he he has to be in the conversation for goat when it comes to poker. I think you'll put Phil Ivy, Phil Helmuth in that conversation as well. But I think he's got to be in the conversation just mm-hmm. for you know how much he's and for a long time he w- he had won the most money ever in in poker um and i think he still sits in the top five well but... i think about all the people that when i was watching were really were relevant and he's like one of maybe two or three people that still are yeah exactly you know, and that was you know in the last like you know 15 years or whatever it's been and so i respect his work ethic he really put a lot of effort into when poker was changing and people were becoming more uh, and by the way there's a poker sin uh that i call myself out on for talking about this stuff in the Princess Bride video. So it makes even more sense that I'm talking about this stuff. Uh, but he he put the work in to be more GTO, which is game theory optimal, where you're making decisions based on the mathematics of the decisions, not just what you're reading on other players. Uh, and I've just been really impressed with him as a player. So he has been doing live streams Monday through Friday for one hour a night. And it's this beautiful thing where I just tune in and watch him. Um, but the problem is I get hooked into how he's doing in the tournament and then I follow someone else's live stream to continue watching him playing. And the last four nights, he has made super deep run in these tournaments. He's been 35th or better in all four of the tournaments the last four nights. Uh, to give some perspective, um, that's out of like a thousand people per tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's incredible that he's done this four nights in a row, but that goes to like two or three in the morning to watch him. And the one, uh, the one he continued to stream himself because it was a turbo. And so it was going to be over faster. And, uh, and that one got me so excited. He ended up losing, even though he had pocket aces, uh, when he was like uh second in chips with like 30 left. 
Um, and he lost to the only person that could have taken him out of the tournament. There was only one person with more chips than he did, and he had pocket mm-hmm. aces. That one wound me up so much I couldn't go to sleep for three more hours. Like it was, it's one of those things that for whatever reason I just really get into. And is so, that what you and Chris were talking about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We talked a little bit on the Slack about that. Chris was watching it too. Um, but man, if you like poker, I, I would highly recommend you seek out some of these poker players live streams during the World Series because it's it's going on through the end of August. Like it's two months long. It's going yeah. to be a lot of fun. Already I has have been, questions, so. as I'm sure I'm sure Danae does too, but I'm gonna go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I do have a couple questions, but I will say I used to I watched poker quite a bit, um, like in the late aughts and stuff. Like when the poker was really boom was happening, steam, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, the I'll still catch it boom. every now and then, but I don't really. Um, I mean, I that is what it's called, Danae. I didn't make that up. That is actually no, what yeah, it's called. No, yeah, it definitely was called that. <laughs> it still is yeah it's it was uh when chris moneymaker won that's what they mm-hmm. kind of define as the beginning of the poker yeah. boom an accountant whose name is chris moneymaker yep and that's his birth name yep. i still don't believe he him. won the, uh, <laughs> he won the main event I, re- I will never believe him i don't care what he's <laughs> he's from here too he's always knoxville but yeah. um he's close by to where we live um but yeah no i watched it quite a bit back then and there were a lot of different poker shows and stuff on now there's only really a couple espn will do the world series and then uh world poker uh, tour fox Fox yeah. does a world poker tour. And I know like Chris watches all those and stuff and I'll occasionally catch those, but I don't watch it as much as I used to. But with the online though, so are you watching avatars or when they do the live stream or they streaming themselves like in the corner? Is it like watching somebody play a video game or yeah, I can, how are I they can doing let you know. It? First of all, I'm only watching avatars for our avatar run uh, for, you know, doing the, the episodes, <laughs> but, um, but no, they, they are actually, what they will do is they will put the software on screen. And uh-huh. if they, if they want to run the stream on a five, Five minute delay they'll put they'll play whole cards up like negranu is playing whole cards up so you can see his whole cards oh, you that see was my other question you see exactly what he's seeing while he's playing the game and then up in the upper left hand corner yeah there's a box that he's on camera and you know talking to people and then there's some stats and stuff below him um, different people do it differently but for the most part yeah it's a combination of they have a camera watching them and then as well as the screen of what they're seeing uh, as they play so how is how is the world series of poker monitoring though that people aren't cheating uh, I, I think it would have to be through the software, you know, part of it. Um, but you could still have technically, you could have 10 people in a room together, right? I mean, there's no well, way could, to prevent that. You could, you could do, I mean, ish. IP addresses are, you know, part of the thing they look That's at. That's true. Um, That's true. They have, they have required like real person ID for participants. Uh. So like you have to actually prove that it's you. Um, so they, they have some stuff, but that, I mean, streaming or not, people could try to do that. Anyhow. Yeah, because I mean that's the thing. When I used to play online poker, this thing I always wondered: like, am I the only one at this table like that doesn't know what you know? Like everybody yeah. else is like in a room together, like or <laughs> texting each other yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and you get you get played sometimes, and you're like, yeah, they had to know something, like you know, and then you leave the table. But anyways, I don't know. That's interesting. I'm glad they're still able to do it this year. Um, yeah. You know, sports are back. I guess. I <laughs> so anyhow, that's uh, what I hear. Danae begged me to talk about this for long enough that eventually I relented uh, and said, Thank okay, God. Danae, you can ask your questions now. I'm sorry. Thank God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I hope I didn't steal any. No, 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 no. I, I, I just have, you know, one, I think it's a really simple question, though, so it won't take very long, and that uh-huh. is, how, how do you play poker? <laughs> That won't take Super long easy question. Actually, yeah. to be honest, though, you'll you'll totally win. Like, go play with some some random people, and you'll it's steal actually the money. it's actually poke ear, not uh, poke er. 
Uh, so, mm. yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. I find with a lot of home games, it's better not to know how to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, I don't know. You get to a point where you've just seen every single. Like, I just I can't get mad anymore when I lose because no, it's part I of the game. It's part of the game. I've I've lost like for instance, I had a online this happen. I've lost a four of a kind to a higher four of a kind, and I've lost to a straight flush. I've also lost a straight flush to a royal flush. Wow, online. that's very rare. Royal flushes in general yeah, are yeah. very I, very I've, rare. I I flopped one uh, in in Vegas. I was at um I was at the uh, uh, I can't even remember what casino I was at. All of Bally's. I was at Bally's, and they literally were a week away from having a pool. Oh um, yeah, so one of those royal. When I flushes. flopped it, I didn't, and I only had one other person in the hand with me, and I like I got him to like the turn, and then I I think I won like thirty bucks. But I showed because I thought it was. You know, I was like, oh, of Holy course, shit. you got to show the royal flush. I, yeah. I've I, I've been dealt one. I had a king one. ten of hearts, and it came out ace queen jack. So. I've I've been dealt one, and it was on the turn. Um, and I was playing yeah. with three friends, and uh, I still have that deck of cards. I will never part with it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> look at Danae shake her head. <laughs> Danae, I think you need to go next with something much more valuable for us. The one time uh, I was playing D and D. Actually, I will talk about Dungeons and Dragons. I should bring it up. Thank you. You're welcome. I thought you were talking about your brother. I, I am going to talk about my brother. Oh. I'm going to talk about two things. It was interesting because, you know, Aaron, you said that you think it's gotten better because of quarantine. And it I reminded do. me that um, there's a Dungeons and Dragons show that I've been following from the very, very beginning um, because it's only been recent. I think they're, I want to say they just crossed over a year mark. So they've got like 50 some episodes. It's called The Dungeon Run. I think I've talked about it a little bit before. Jeff Kanata is the dungeon master and their normal premise is that they have this amulet that one of the characters carries around um, that allows us the quote unquote watchers of the time stream to impact the game. And so you can watch them live on caffeine on Wednesday nights and you can actually give the players advantage or disadvantage in the game. So you can kind of like manipulate a little bit of how you can move the game in their favor or not in their favor if you want to. But they have this element called cards where you can also pay to support the show and then you can give them these cards. So, for example, you can make a card say something like the next time that there is a, a fight, uh, this character turns into uh, this character's weapon turns into a shoe for one round. Just silly stuff like that. Which sounds like a lot of fun, but the more people that watch the show and the more people that buy these cards, the more time is taken to read the cards and then the cards change the game, which to me interrupts the flow of the game and it becomes really annoying. That's just my opinion. I think it's really fun in a lot of ways because it's a totally different way to play Dungeons and Dragons. It's like a unique thing. Well, since quarantine has happened, they don't do the cards anymore. They just do advantage and disadvantage. And so the game is going much faster. I think the characters are gelling much quicker because there's a lot less stop down. And I've really, really enjoyed like I'm, I would almost say I prefer them to be playing the game online streaming this way than in any other way. So cool. um, I don't know. The, the, I, it's one of the ones that I would recommend with warning because of how they play. Like if you're like a true Dungeons and Dragons gamer, there might be parts of this one that annoy you. Because they including the things that I've mentioned. Because they have a they they're trying to do some creative things, some different things than than Dungeons and Dragons have done, and some of them work and some of them don't. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you know, and the game, the rule book gives you leniency, and that's part of the thing why 
the addition of the role game 5e is really popular is because it sort of seems to be designed to allow whomever is running the game to have a lot of leniency i mean whoever is running the game gets to do kind of whatever they want um and dungeon run is an incredibly epic show i mean when they were doing their shows live in person their table that they play on is incredible the sets that they work with are incredible like they're doing some big big things it was like the hamilton of dungeons and dragons <laughs> yeah it's the hamilton of dungeons and dragons speaking of which you need to introduce him from now on as your twitter bff jeff canada that's right you do <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've I've included him in an outtake. So I do enjoy the show, but I enjoy it so much more under quarantine. Anyway, I just wanted to kind of briefly mention that if you've listened to that one and gotten away from it, um, kind of go back. He did something really clever with changing the story so that it fits the narrative. Uh, and he did something crazy the last couple of shows, two weeks ago specifically, that just blows my mind as a storyteller. So that's always fun to listen to. But I think, again, it's gotten better because of quarantine. But the one that I wanted to talk, specifically just show uh, shout out today that I've been enjoying is my brother started streaming on Twitch. So another kind of streaming theme, mm-hmm. I guess, we have going on. He is out in Vegas. So he's in the desert. And every morning he gets up early and he goes out to his wood shop where he is a hobby wood turner. And he's he's like the Bob Ross of wood turning is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> because he is so like he teaches, he talks about what he's doing. He's really forgiving. He's like, you know, maybe I'll make a mistake. We'll find out today. I mean, you just got to keep learning and keep going. And so I, a, I just like his a, vibe. It's a happy little uh, chair leg. It's a happy little right. chair leg. That's How right. did he end up in Vegas, by the way? Um, He was Poker. scouted. <laughs> he was... Um, you got a lot of connections a, this week. He had a job opportunity that, that came up for him to move from, from where he was out there and... Uh. um. He's really, really good with spreadsheets and numbers mm-hmm. and projections. And so he actually worked for a casino for a while um, oh, yeah, up in the management, yeah. trying to help them figure out just how to plan and project um, from a business perspective. And then he was scouted on LinkedIn and contacted by another company, a big company out in Vegas, mm. who wanted him to come out and work for them doing the same kind of thing. So he actually sends an email to the vice president of the company every single day with nice. projections and stuff. Uh, so He's so big anyway, and important. He is a big, important guy. Um, and his hobby is wood turning in the desert where there's not a lot of wood. So <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's <laughs> um, true. I didn't think about that. So whenever he sees wood scraps or anything, he's over there picking stuff up. Um, I've sent him wood blocks. There's companies that, like make blocks of wood for wood turners. I've just sent him like a care package of wood. My mom and dad, when they went to visit him, had a, a, one of their suitcases <laughs> filled with wood. <laughs> Aaron's like, I'm not going to say these jokes. I can't. These jo- <laughs> I just can't. It's your brother. I, so, I, I just I can't. Brother, going man, on can't I, can't, I can't do I it. it. I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. They're all right there, but I just, I can't. So um, he's just starting his Twitch. It's his his Twitch handle is Kafidget. It's also he's on Instagram as Kafidget C A F F I D G E T. Or if you follow me at Danae says on Twitter or at Danae says on Instagram, I have linked to him and I will continue to do so. He had his first Twitch stream a couple of days ago at the time of this recording. He had his second one this morning where he put on a headset so that the microphone is right up against his mouth now so you can kind of hear him and i'm just really proud of him it's really cool to That's hear nice. him and i i want you guys to get to know my brother because he's just got this super cool vibe and so again it's kafidget on twitch 
Must be nice to have sisters that are proud of you. That must be mm-hmm. nice. I don't I don't know that feeling. No, I'm just kidding. No, my sisters, <laughs> they love me. If you would like to give Danae's brother wood, uh, I'm sure she'll oh, get shit. you. <laughs> she'll get as soon you as you address. started shaking your head, I'm like, he's got jokes that he doesn't feel comfortable telling. Because <laughs> Danae has said wood like five times and Aaron's shaking his head. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, what uh, what Twitch stream are you going to tell us about? Yeah, I haven't really watched that. I mean, well, if, for people that follow me on Letterboxd, I've done a weird, random deep dive into Frankenstein movies the past week and a half <laughs> that it wasn't even intentional. Like, it just, I watched just one, and I'm like, I'm going to keep watching these. So, uh, you know, if you're following me on Letterboxd, that's going to continue for a while. And I'm now I'm now in the Universal ones. I, I did the Hammer series, which was seven. And I just started the Universal series. But I don't really want, I don't think that's talk about. So I'm going to just so I can board an A and we can lose more uh, listeners. <laughs> I'm going to talk about baseball. Um, no, no, no. I'm seriously, though, just real quick. I'm it's fine. Really, it's fine. I don't really it's have fine. anything new to promote this week. So I'm going to mention baseball. It started back up last night. And um, I do think it's kind of interesting because I will say from a personal standpoint i don't necessarily think we should they should be doing any sports right now like at least not ones where you have to actually physically be in a in a stadium playing Mm -hmm. yeah um but it's happening so if you want to call me a hypocrite i'm watching i don't care um but i do think it's interesting because this is going to be like one of those years that's going to be i mean and i guess some things could continue from this year but in this year they've just set up so many new rules um, for instance, there's the univ- they're only playing 60 games, so every game, every out matters so much more. Um, they're trying to get these games done quicker, so like if a game is rained out after five innings, it's over. So you've got to you know you got to try to get that lead early and all that kind of stuff, uh, which we found out the the first game of the season got rained out after five innings. Um, because it's 2020. Um, they're doing some things like I believe like in extra innings. I can't remember if it's right off the bat or if it's after a couple that they're going to have a runner on second to start the inning. Um, that's a great idea. I love that. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's fascinating. Um, they added six playoff. They added a, wait, yeah, they added six playoff teams. So, I don't like that idea. Uh, I, I'm... Well, the, the reason my understanding, here's why they did it because you have right now, because they can't travel really, they're only playing teams in their division and then they're playing teams in the opposing division and the other league. Right. No, I get So if you're in the NL Central, you're playing the AL Central. So in theory, adding more teams, because like if you're in a weak division and you run away with it, you know, there could be three teams in another division that are still more worthy of being in the playoffs than you. It's kind of almost like a college football thing at this point. Right. Um, I don't know how much I like that, but I am curious how it plays out. It's going to be, it's going to be like a 16 seeded tournament. Um, so you're going to have one versus eight, all that kind of stuff. And then it's just going to, I think the first round is like a three game series. And then I don't know when it gets to seven after that, or if it goes to five and then seven. I haven't looked that in depth into it. They literally just decided this last night. Like, that's how crazy this crap is right now. Like, they're playing the first game, and then you get a news report that they've just voted in the new playoff system. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto doesn't even have a home field right no, now. No, because they won't let them play in Canada. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah, because they'd have all those teams traveling. So there's rumors they're going to be, but they're, and they're going to have to figure that out like in three days because you know they're going to start having home I games heard they were sharing home I heard they were sharing home field with somebody last night they said they might be sharing Camden Yards that's what Baltimore. I heard oh you know where I heard so, that Daniel Negreanu said it uh, not, on oh, his so did that actually get finalized <laughs> is he a Blue Jays fan because he's Canadian he's right? Canadian yeah so somebody asked him about it he's he's uh-huh. not a baseball ball fan he's more of a uh, hockey yeah. guy but um but yeah right on 
But um, but I don't know. They're just doing fun stuff like that. And plus, and there's not people in the stands, so there's like cardboard cutouts. I thought the not I thought the people not being in the stands would be weird. It it's not like it doesn't bother me at all. I don't. It's kind of cool. That, I kind of like yeah. the idea of fanless games. I think there's something really interesting about that. It it kind of makes it more grounded in a lot of ways. Yeah, and and they're but they're still piping in noise and stuff. See, I don't which like that. I think that's yeah. dumb. I think I think they're trying to. I've heard it's to kind of make the players feel a little more normal. Like they still did like PA announcements last night and stuff like that, which I thought was really weird. It's like, dumb. That's dumb. Like they're Just announcing play the, game. the lineup. You don't have to do yes. that. Why do you yeah. keep doing things that are for fans that aren't there? Like that is. And I wonder. That is to me. I'm sorry. This angers. Like I'm like this is really literally triggered me. Like this is the example of why humans are so bad at change because we want to do things the same way even when we've forgotten why we do them and it's mm-hmm. just like you, there are no fans there don't do the things that you did for the fans i don't know and it's, i wonder like i said i wonder if it's just an opening day thing i, I don't know if that's going to continue although i have a feeling it will um yeah but um, i don't but know anyways, why that triggered me so much but that made me mad no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you that was the one thing i thought was weird and like i don't even i don't i mean and it was even weird like they had somebody there singing the national anthem and i'm like that i mean like you're bringing somebody in the stadium to sing sure uh, you could play a recording you or, know, or it, you could not do it and feel free you to could call not do it, feel free which, to call me yeah. unpatriotic but i mean you know no it's I not mean, it's not necessary <laughs> to the game no it really it it really isn't it it changes nothing in the game there's nobody there you know except for the players i don't know it's just i don't know there's stuff like that that i find a little weird and i, I think it's just going to be crazy though that's why i'm yeah. that's why I'm, and i'm really excited about the nba too to see how that plays out i just think the whole thing is just going to be kind of nutty man you and, you've got me worried that they're going to be doing the noise stuff in the nba thing too and that's just that's gonna irk me because i want to hear the game like I, I like that's one of the positives of this whole thing is like yeah you can hear their their sneakers squeak and you can hear them yelling at each other. And oh, you can... that was great. That was something I should mention too. I don't know if you watched any of the games last night, but you could hear like the bats cracking and yeah. it was awesome. Like yeah. it was so cool. Like baseball's got, because I played baseball, you know, and baseball's right. got like really cool sounds that you yeah, don't Yeah, that hear always anymore. blows my mind. Like when my husband's watching it mm-hmm. and he'll, he'll say, ooh, and I'll look yeah. up and I'll be like, what? And he'll say, <laughs> that one made a noise. And I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> That oh is yeah, you can that's you cool. can hear it, man. You can like almost like you get to a point mm-hmm. where you can just tell how far it's gonna go, you know, and it's crazy. But um, Aaron, I yeah. think I understand why it bothers you so much. It's like the it's like the fake clapping. Yes, or the canned laughter in. Yeah, us it's yeah. a laugh track. It's a laugh yeah. track. Yeah, that's I, why you're so triggered, man. Yes, thank you, thank you. I for mean, they're putting saying they're that. doing it for the players, but I I can't imagine the player because and in, in, in if you saw like the looks on their faces last night, some of them seem kind of like, what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. let's just play. Well, in, you know, in, like in, maybe they'll change their minds. In fairness, when yeah. SNL did their first quarantine show, uh, Weekend Update had like people on like mm-hmm. speakerphone that were laughing at their jokes because they felt yeah. like they needed people to laugh at their jokes, and yeah. I they quickly realized that was dumb and awkward. And I'm. And, and I they will say, it. I think part of it is to keep people employed too. I and I do think there is a there is there is an employment aspect. No, that's like they're probably still, true. They're still able to employ the PA announcer. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, he that, doesn't lose his yeah. job, but there's other things he could do. You know, well, you could you could just pay him to stay home during this time. You know, or you not, could do that too. If you're going to pay him to be there and do something pointless, yeah. pay him to stay home. What's, yeah, what exactly. is the difference? The the, the difference is your. I also the the broadcasting is interesting too because they're either broadcasting from a studio or they're broadcasting from their homes, and that's been really touch and go the first couple nights. That's been really fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> just seeing. I'm and I I have no idea what the local broadcasts are going to be like. Like, I don't even know. I don't think they're traveling. 
So yeah. I don't I don't know how that's going to work. But there's um, something about like what you're talking about, though, that I really do love. And that is too. that quarantine in general seems to return everybody to a sense of like the necessary. It's it's like it's like it's just simplified mm-hmm. everything back down to just yeah. what is necessary. And when it comes to our entertainment, it's a reset for entertainment, too. And what is necessary? You know, you've got news anchors that are broadcasting for their home. And I've mentioned my enjoyment of this before mm-hmm. um, or entertainment. It doesn't have to be something that is so huge and massive and overthought. No. And it's just the just the entertainment of it is what we need. We just need some f- genuinely funny people broadcasting from their Twitch or from their from YouTube to find our entertainment on or when it comes to sports. Like yeah, I I I'm, like you I like hearing you guys saying things like with poker and then also mm-hmm. with sports which is just let them play. We don't need to have all the extra stuff. Let's just watch these incredible um athletes play. And yeah, let's remove all the people and the noise and the clutter and stuff. And and I know people love to get back into the big crowds of it all and that there is a vibe to the community. I, I super understand that. I'm not saying never do that again, but it is nice to just go back to the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. I guess, is what I'm hearing. And I, I can relate to that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I will say, too, I, I, I've noticed this more lately that people are actually speaking up about this. But the idea that there's just going to be this reset switch in 2021 is insane to me. <laughs> <laughs> that like January 1st, everything's going to be back to normal. I think a lot of these things are going to be this way next year. Like, you know, there's are variations on them. Um, there's going to be a lot of change, like the way movies are shot. And uh, they're already experimenting with that, right? I mean, that some of these movies mm-hmm. have gone back into production. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who knows where theaters are going to be at this point? Um, yeah. I have no idea. No, who I, knows I, what the mo- I still think they will, uh, they will eventually be um, owned by the content companies and they will use them as live events. Um, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, Disney will own a theater chain and they'll do live events for the release of their big movies. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what I think I, some form of that's going to have you know. to happen. But I mean, I don't even know. I just it's great. I mean, but I just I don't know. It's gotten insane to me that people just like, God, I wish 2020 would be over. But like, well, yeah, but we still have to like we still have to get better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like like we have to kill it. We have to kick this virus's ass at some point, you know. Yeah. Get a vaccine out there. Whatever, whatever it is. I don't know. Be be more cautious. But I just so I don't think a lot of like I think a lot of sports it's gonna be similar to this next year too. It's just maybe they'll be able to do a full season, you know. Because right now I think they're just kind of working through things and it's just really fascinating to kind of see it. Even um, once even once the science says we're okay, uh yeah. there's going to be a large portion of us who are like, I'm still not okay. <laughs> like yeah, so you know, exactly. you've got you've got that element of it too. So yeah, it's it's um well let's just call it fascinating. I think uh, everybody can finish with a drink. Uh, we'll, just well and to be fair, like speaking of crowds not getting together, I mean, whether or not there's a disease, a lot of bad things happen at like sporting events, you know, fights and people get killed. And I mean, you know, and like people are just or, or it's not even that extreme. People are just awful to each other. And, you know, yeah, um, things that happen after the game because they're inebriated, things like that. I mean, I don't know that this is necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I feel like clear. I just feel like sports needs to, like you're saying, not rely on the old laurels and look yeah. for forward let's where be, there might not be people at a game right let's let's be and clear we the pandemic is a bad thing we know that it's a bad yeah, we're not yeah, saying yeah. the pandemic's not a bad no, thing. no 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 we're no, just saying our uh practices as we deal with this 
have some positive yeah. ramifications. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. sorry. Pandemic is 100%. It's horrible. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to sound No, 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 no. I, I think everybody knows that. I just wanted yeah. to, to state it clearly. Thank you. No, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Because I don't want this like sound bite right, all over yeah. the internet. Like, <laughs> Jonathan Watkins of CinemaSense. Pandemic. You know, maybe this isn't a bad thing. <laughs> yes. And then you'll clip in that thing where I said 3 million people could die. Maybe this isn't a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just combine the two. Yeah. 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 We know how you work, news media. Come on. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, I, I think it's, it is absolutely going to be interesting and uh, continue to be heartbreaking in many ways and continue to be very difficult for a lot of us in a lot of different ways. Uh, but we will continue to also be amazing as human beings and continue to mm-hmm. love each other and support each other and figure our way through it. And there's going to be heroes. Uh, I'm, I'm often reminded of the Mr. Rogers thing. You know, when bad times come, look for the heroes. And there's going to be definitely going to be those through this whole time. So, yeah. And often change changes often a good i mean it, it it's i think it's gonna be a good thing it hurts whatever it is yep it hurts but it might take us a minute to get there but yeah. whatever it's gonna end up being i think it's it's gonna be for the better look at that look at us look at us ending with a very relevant yeah Danae has no opinion so she thinks everything's <laughs> shit that's gonna wrap it up for behind the scenes this week uh don't forget to make sure you're subscribed go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well feel free to hang out with us on twitter uh the main show twitter is at cinemasins bts uh, I am at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. He is at Sam Loomis 13. So for John Fur Watkins, Danae Hughes, <laughs> and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. Click all the stuff, do all the things, make the show happen. And also some things. What am I doing? Where's the stuff? There it is. Oh, did she leave? It looks like she did. Bye, Janae. <laughs> we miss you. She must have accidentally X out of the whole thing. What's up? <laughs> I accidentally Where'd clicked the go? button. What'd we do, man? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Comb my hair next time. Man, you're going to be in for a fun couple of co-hosts today, Aaron, because my migraine's in full-blown effect, so I'm like, I'm at like level two energy. <laughs> Great. So, hey, guys, no this sli- sounds fun. I, I'll be in so much control. You'll have no problem when I try to move us on to the next thing. It'll just be like, yes, yeah. can we please move on? Something, somehow that still won't work. <laughs> I watched both of those baseball games last night because why not? Baseball's on again and it counts. Um, and so I was already up late, and then like an hour after I got in bed the smoke alarm so it was like god damn it oh good good well i you know i'm going to talk about why i have little to no sleep over the last four days in my uh beyond the sins so you know we'll hold that for then but yeah we're all dealing uh uh, with wonderful energy zapping sleep loss did you binge like golden girls or something (laughs) of course (laughs) yes you just spoiled it man no aaron's experimenting with drugs Yep, yep, it's the drugs. It's the drugs. Can you imagine uh, Aaron on drugs like that? I think he would still no. be the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I think he would just be him. Like well, I, that's I, what, I don't know that's why. what I, I I have you know, I have people in my life uh that I follow that I'm fans of, um, that are have no like Pendulette's an example. 
that have never done, you know, any kind of drugs or don't drink or, you know, very yeah. similar to me. Um, although I, I drank, I drank my first alcohol within like the last five years. Well, that's not technically true. I accidentally drank alcohol once on my honeymoon, but, uh, you had some, <laughs> I was going to say you had some wine or something at the, right. when you were in town. Yeah. So I, so I've, I have had alcohol like for the first time in the last five years and, uh, and we'll occasionally have some Barry wine or something. Yeah. Right. Well, but it's one of those things where I think I started to realize for me, those restrictions were very prideful. There was very much an element of I'm the kind of person that has never done this. And that's mm-hmm. part of what defines me. And it's like there's something about that that is, I think, a little uh, narcissistic and dangerous. There's something about that that is um, that I'm trying to wrestle with in my own spirit, my own life and with who I am. Um, and so he's being nice. I peer pressured him. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to where I didn't really like to drink anymore. Sure, so no, totally. Drinking. Well, I and like I said, I'm on the reverse path of a lot of mm-hmm. people who, you know, picked up a substance kind of uh, usage uh, when they were young as a way to experiment, as a way to rebel, or as a way to just fit in mm-hmm. with their peers or whatever the case may be. I just never felt that pressure. I was, you know, always in a place where I just, you know, it, again, it wasn't something where I felt better than anybody else. I just, it just wasn't part of me. Yeah. It didn't, you know, it I wasn't I don't really me. feel like, I don't feel like I ever felt pressure. Somebody just told me, hey, doing acid's really cool. I was like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds fun. No, I get it. But but anyhow, I say all that to say uh, that the people who, uh, like Pendulette or others actually, that have had a similar, uh, you know, uh, staying away from substances I have, uh, when they have tried like pot or a drug or something, they're basically like, you know what? I think my body does this naturally somehow because it doesn't affect them that much. Like there's there's some element of those things that they're just like, eh, you know. It is what it is. So I wonder if it'd be like that for me, too, where it'd just be kind of like, eh, I guess there's some difference here, but, you know, I don't know. I'm already high on life. I don't know what it is. I'm just... <laughs> No, but uh, D. Snyder, who I met, uh, he didn't tell me this personally. I mean, just, I've heard this about him, but he's like one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. But uh, he was the lead singer of Twisted Sister, if you don't know who I'm talking about. I do. We're, we're not going to take it. We aren't going to take it. Not anymore. No. Uh, which is interesting because he's, you know, he was part of that 80s. Uh, hard rock scene and has always said he's never taken a sip of alcohol. I don't believe he's ever done a drug either. That, I always thought that was pretty impressive because obviously within that, you know, sure. within that scene and in that time period, I mean. And it is. It, I mean, I guess it is impressive. Like, it's amazing I, Motley Crue is still alive. If you look at like the, sure. their stories, sure. it's sure. crazy. I just, I just know for me, I needed to, uh, especially with the alcohol thing, I, need is the wrong word. I decided to take a drink for the first time because I felt I was I had put an unhealthy emphasis on that part of what defined me. And it's, you know, uh, that it, makes sense. It's it, and because I had, you know, I I'm a uh, a, a person who looks at, you know, the actual facts be- behind what stuff does, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I know I'm I'm a giant so it's going to take a lot of alcohol to affect me, even though I don't have any tolerance because I've never, you know, had it kind of thing. I know that it takes, you know, a bit of alcohol to even develop a buzz. And beyond that, to get drunk, there's a bit more. So, like, it was one of those things where I knew, like, even if I took a sip of alcohol, it doesn't mean I'm getting drunk. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm putting people's lives at risk or putting my own uh, inhibitions at risk or whatever the case may be. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of battling some of those 
bad people do this, good people don't, and just going, okay, you know, let me wrestle with what that means for yeah. me and how that defines me, right? No, I, I spoke to Jesus yesterday. He does not like <laughs> you anymore. The, the guy that turned the water into wine? <laughs> that guy? I've never looked into the medical aspects of it. I'm sure you being bigger, me being smaller, but I, I never, ever developed a tolerance. And like people always say eventually they developed a tolerance, but I'm, I've always been yeah. a lightweight, yeah. always. Yeah. Um, and some of that could just be the chemical mixture in your body. And I, I still don't think I've ever been drunk. I know I've been buzzed. Danae has seen me buzzed uh, when uh, we were on a retreat once. I have, uh, I've had alcohol poisoning a couple times, so I Ugh. have been drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was way younger. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, the buzz thing to me was it just felt it just felt fuzzy. It just the world felt a little like slower, a little more like my emotions were more surfacey. I think like oh yeah, he was he was sitting in a chair going, I just love you guys, and then he would just be <laughs> quietly observing with like the smirk on his face where we all were laughing because. He was extremely content. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, funny. which I generally am anyway. So it was yeah. just like you know, kind of that. But yeah, it was it was Jen, me, Danae, and her husband. We do an annual retreat. So you know, alcohol can do many different things to you. Some people it makes them really mean, even yeah. though they're perfectly pleasant people. Um, so and, and I'm well, not, he didn't get trashed. He just got a little buzz. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, and I don't even know how buzzed I was. But for somebody who never drank, you know, before, I was like, oh, this is a different kind of feeling. Like I could see Danae like punching holes in walls and all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm also not dismissing the idea that if there's a history of alcoholism in your family, maybe it's best not to ever take a drink. You know what I mean? Like there, there is mm -hmm. a genetic thing with addiction and those kind of things that that I think can be real. So you know, it's I, I'm not dismissing that for some people, complete abstinence is the right answer. I'm just saying for me, I knew it was a point of pride and not an actual um, personal decision. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you didn't like hate the taste of it or anything. Well, I didn't like I didn't like the taste of it. Oh, I thought you liked that wine or whatever. Oh, if it's a very sweet wine, that's basically yeah. the what I what yeah. I have discovered in my my rebellious exploration of my mid forties uh, <laughs> is <laughs> is got to do it sometime. Is is that if I if I am going to drink it, it has to be like a super sweet wine just because of yeah. my super tasting thing. And speaking of kids, any more interesting walking in on like criminal minds scenes or like <laughs> no, no, any more the body thing, part discussion? The thing, the interesting thing with kids right now uh, is, uh, well, first of all, we've cut our children in half. <laughs> that's no, no that's wait, uh, speaking of criminal wait. minds. No, <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> we, we, oh, I didn't know you had a second one move out. I knew you had one. Yeah, we've got two out of the house, two in the house. The two in the house are high school. And the interesting thing is, you know, with COVID and the pandemic, you know, what are schools doing? Um, well, this is band camp time. Both of my, all of my kids have been in marching band. And so they're, they're back oh, in school kind I'm of so, situation. So sorry. Hope they don't get beat up too often. I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the pandemic, but no, you're just talking no. about uh, band, uh, band geeks. I was going to, I was going to tell Jonathan that the Dicers decided to buy a new car. That's not mine. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's right. Man, it's not my bad. <laughs> you should have come and clean my car, man. Oh yeah, the car painful. we bought was really clean. You know, I don't know. I don't know that. It yeah, no, we uh, we sold our old car to one of our sons, 
after he moved out for a family discount. Um, but then that left us with one vehicle between the two of us, and which actually we survived with for like two months. I think we mm-hmm. survived on one vehicle. It can be done. It can be done, uh, especially when one person works from home and never goes anywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I only mention that because Taco Bell has a grilled cheese burrito right now that is amazing. Yeah. Have you had the oh, grilled cheese burrito? Yeah, I'm I am not in the amazing camp, but yes, well, I, have I get had it, it without the sour cream and chipotle sauce because you know super taste reasons. It's not that it's the um it's they do the outside like a grilled cheese sandwich yes. and that the, the texture it's a texture issue with me. Oh, I think. texture. I just, I okay, I don't like that. Okay, not in a burrito. It doesn't make sense to me to have the to have cheese melted on the outside of the burrito. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, yeah, okay. I love it. It's a weird combo, but um, I'm really I did hear they were getting rid of the quesarito, which I was a little upset about because the steak quesarito is like one of my favorite things, even though there's so much dairy in that that it causes all kinds of issues. But it's so good. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes you just got to say, fuck it and (laughs) eat a quesarito. My go to unless Taco Bell has a, a, a fancy, you know, specialty item that I like is to ask if they have. Uh, if they can do chili cheese burritos because a lot of Taco Bells will still do those even though they're not on the menu. Oh, I uh, forgot about those. And yeah. chili cheese burritos are great. And in fact, now because now because they've got Fritos in the house, they'll throw Fritos in them for you too. If That's you want. what I'm saying. I mean, the Frito burrito is just missing chili. How, well, how do they do the chili? Oh, I guess they just have, they have ground beef and beans and... and they have Well, they have chili. The ones that will yeah, do they, it have the, have the chili sauce still. So, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I like those Frito burritos. And actually, my daughter gets the, because it's only 99 cents, so she'll get the Frito burrito without the Frito. So it's just like a straight-up beef burrito, but there's no cheese or anything in it. Mm -hmm. That's actually not bad. (laughs) Is is it possible Taco Bell is the best fast food restaurant ever of all time? Well, it's just the only thing about it that I think is weird is that just about everything tastes really the same. (laughs) And I've always found that kind of odd. Like, you're getting a different style of a shell or something, but like... Uh, I mean, I disagree, but that's probably because I'm a super taster, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. There was actually a TV show called The Gates. It only lasted a season. There's a good reason. It wasn't very good, but... (laughs) Um, that was like this community of like vampires and witches and stuff. And it was like a neighborhood, like a gated community where other people knew and handled all their, and it got into like the finances and stuff, which is probably why the show only lasted a season because it was kind of boring. But, uh, if there's one show I want to see, it's a show about finances. (laughs) Well, and it's also like a soap opera. It was, it was the weirdest thing, but like, I, but I still (laughs) found it interesting because I'm like, yeah, no one talks about this. Like, but how do vampires invest long term? (laughs) I think being a vampire would be awful. I think it's weird we had that whole sexualized vampire thing that started like in the 80s with, well, like 70s actually with Interview with the Vampire, the novel. But um, I've always found that the weirdest fucking thing ever because like. Well, yeah, like, vampires like, are, are synonymous with sensuality well, now. Which is weird because they seem like very asexual. Mm-hmm, right. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's always it's always interesting to me that like they're like the sexual ones, you know. Um, yeah. But I don't know what other monster would be more sexual. You would think. You I would... don't know. There's 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 movies with werewolf fucking though. That does happen. I was going to say werewolf is where my mind went to because it's because so... that's animals. Yeah. yeah. It's so animalistic. Yeah. I don't know. If you would have told me that this is what we're going to be talking about before the show started, I wouldn't have believed you. My grains are worse than your grains, are worse than her grains, are worse than his grains. I just invented a new migraine theme song for my new uh, headache-based uh, musical. What What's the title of your headache-based musical, Aaron? My my headache-based music musical is called Brain Pains, and it it will it will be uh it will be coming soon. <laughs> it will be coming soon. Yes. 
my daughter sees the poster of uh, our TV sense poster up in my, in my studio. And she, um, she'll say, that's mama. That's Aaron. And that's Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) The kids have a really, really hard time with my name. She's got it now. Oh, that's cool. She's been working on it for about three weeks. Every time she sees it, she does the same thing every single time. And then I'll say, oh, that's Jonathan. (laughs) And so then the other day she goes, that's mama. That's Aaron. That's Jonathan. That works for me. It was so I was so proud of her. <laughs> but the other day I was looking up a outtake and I think it was something to do with snakes. And so I came upon a clip of him, you know, saving all mm-hmm. the snakes from the burning building or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's and a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. And I was like, I've seen this before. It was something that echoed mm-hmm. so far back in my memory, but I knew it. And then I got into a bunny trail of Pee Wee Herman clips. <laughs> And Hopefully you didn't watch the one reason the theater. That's, <laughs> no. that's that's not a good one. <laughs> no, but I watched the Morning Machine. Uh huh. Yeah, that's from the show. Oh and no, 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 that's from the movie. You're talking about the Breakfast Machine from the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was like, holy shit, I've seen this. This is something that's in my mind somewhere. And then I started craving a flavor, and I was. I was really confused by what was happening because you you like when you watch something or you smell something. Mm-hmm. Sense memory. Just, yep. The sense memory. Yeah. And then it got to the part where he started eating the cereal and I realized I was craving Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird because that's all I wanted to eat the rest of the day was Captain <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> that's awesome. Best breakfast machine in movies. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with... Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's that's gonna be my vote over. Yeah, uh, P- I, I've never Adventure. really thought about that. There's multiple that I guess there are. <laughs> it's kind of a common. It's almost a trope, like the mecha- the mechanical breakfast maker. It's almost kind of a a trope. Yeah, now. like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Back to the Future, kind of like that beginning. He has sure. that whole like morning routine. Wallace and Gromit uh, has yeah. the the morning machines. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. Like, there's something about wanting to automate the getting out of bed process. Because it's that time of day when you don't want to do, like, you don't want to do anything. And so I think there's something about that that has triggered inventive minds through the years. So, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 